Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Always. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another Monday edition of Dangerous World Podcast, airing the previous week's Great Deception, awesome show that they do over there, the Monday Night Master Debaters, okay? This is a nice little thing just to get you hyped up for the current one. I'm like the hype man for this show at this point. And it's a lot of fun, man. Every single week, there's a nice roundtable chat. Of all kinds of different shit. It's not even necessarily conspiracy stuff. It's meant to be light for a stressful Monday. And, um, you know, adding a little bit of bonus content up front here. Today, I'm actually going to be talking about, uh, you know, some of the stuff that I found that's very interesting when it has to do with, like, this whole extraterrestrial shit that's really being pushed onto us as dumb citizens right now. And, um, man, the conversation around this is just really interesting. You're seeing some major podcasts out there, uh, like the Nelk Boys, if you're not familiar with them. Fun little group of alcoholic kids that, uh, and for me to call them an alcoholic, that's a big deal. But, you know, they had Tucker Carlson on. Somehow they get these massive people on there. Dana White, uh, you know, all kinds of like A-list UFC fighters and A-list celebrities, really all kinds of different high-profile people. They had Tucker Carlson on, and Tucker Carlson was sharing some story about troops claiming, or not, you know, I guess people claiming that troops had died from UFO encounters. I guess the troops can't really claim much if they died from these encounters, but it's interesting. The way that, and the timing of all of this stuff is incredibly strange to me. I think when you see, you know, serious shit go on, that is real, like it has real world consequences, whether it be the Epstein files or, you know, governments around the world falling and banks collapsing. And then you get this focus on stuff that, that you know, conspiracy people have always been weary of. We've always been looking into alien phenomena and all this stuff. And we were told that it's all crazy and it's all fringe research. None of it, none of it matters. It's all you know, crazy people that uh, you know are just sharing some bullshit research that they come across. Despite the massive amounts of people that share that information, it's all just crazy nonsense. Now, all of a sudden, that stuff is real, and it's more real than government corruption. Isn't that a hell of a coincidence? I know I'm not the first person to point this out, but. You know, it's 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 fun to look into, and I've been looking into quite a bit of this stuff. Um, I'm going to get into like this, um, you know, some of these space anomalies and some of the things that people have reported when, you know, whether they're astronauts or whether they're just like casual civilians or whatever. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, of really cool stories if you look back, and I want to share a couple of those because, again, you know, why not keep it light today? 
There's a lot of crazy shit going on around the world. Your dollar is worth nothing, okay? Uh, it's about to be worth less than nothing soon. So let's keep it light. Let's keep it light this Monday. Um, I like starting these Monday shows off every single week thanking the new Patreon subscribers. So bear with me while I shout out these folks. Tiffany just signed up today. Big thanks to Tiffany. Uh, Rebecca, uh, Joseph, Jed, Russell, Chad, Eric, John, thank you so much for the $10. Also, Eric, thanks for the $10, dude. That's It's uh, incredible when people want to sign up for that. Um, Diane, I don't think that's... Oh, no, that is the same Diane. I was going to say, I thought that was a new one. Thank you, Diane, for another $10. Um, and then Mexican Polo and David. Those are the last... 30-day signups there, and I appreciate you guys very much. Obviously, not a ton of signups every every 30 days, but, you know, these people, they usually get on, and then they hang out for quite some time. There's some people that have given, like, you know, $5 tier memberships, um, you know, over two years, and then some people have done, like, $10 memberships for straight, you know, just two years, so I appreciate that, and I say two years because that's pretty much the longest that you could have given to the show at this point starting the Patreon, uh, you know, back then, uh, about a year into the whole operation as it's, as it's called here. But, um, yeah, a big thanks to those people. If you want to sign up, if you want to support my work over here, at dangerous world, patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. That's how you do it. And those $10 supporters get a discount on merch, uh, through the website, dangerousworldpodcast.com. So, that Garbage Pail Kids shirt's out now. Got that. I ordered a sample of it, and it's awesome. I actually really like it a lot. And uh, so, yeah, just having fun with all that stuff. And I appreciate the people that support the show. But let's get into this stuff because um, there is, there's a decent amount of stuff to talk about here when it comes to this kind of shit that I really don't talk about a whole lot. And I, I kind of want to get more into this paranormal stuff and some of this alien extraterrestrial shit. It's fun. And it's a lot more lighthearted than a lot of the shit that I look into when you're constantly sitting here and you're hearing how fucked up the government is. It can be a downer. And I think that it's fun to look into some of the, you know, more fringe stuff, if you want to call it that. Uh, in this episode, Matt has on um, Rosie, Nico, um, and then Luis, Rosie and Nico, you guys know them. These people are awesome. They're, uh, you know, like the, the, the couple of the conspiracy podcast world. These guys are great upstate unconventional. And they talk about a lot of paranormal stuff. This is, it, it's fun content. And I enjoy that kind of stuff a lot more increasingly actually, because you know, it, like I said, it's a downer when you're just looking at this negative shit all the time. Um, and then of course, Luis who hopped on last minute, I know Matt had a couple people cancel. No no shame in that. Sometimes it happens. And Luis is from Unconstitutional Awakening. Luis has really grown on me. I like the guy a lot. Uh, never didn't like him or anything. I just was kind of like whatever about him when I first met him. And, you know, the guy can talk about a lot of fun shit. And he's knowledgeable and can just kind of run with any kind of information that you have. Again, Unconstitutional Awakening is his show. Uh, Jim Bob Oval Shorts is one of his co-hosts, and he's a great guy too. So check out their show. Uh, very, very smart people that are uh, you know just talking about interesting stuff. So let's get into what I had here because 
Actually, I wanted to talk about, before we get into the alien stuff, I found something that was very interesting, and I'm, I'm curious to see what people think about this. I've got, like, thousands of tabs open here. So, okay, I saw, and I heard a while back, that if you set a baby in a crib, they tend to point their head to the north. I don't know if there's any parents out there that can run this experiment right now with your child, but you know, there's the whole thing where you set a baby down and you have the crib pointing a certain way and they'll end up like sideways and in a corner, right? Supposedly the story says that their head points to the north when they do this. Now that's very interesting to me because when you look into which direction you're supposed to sleep, all these authoritative sleep, uh, you know, companies and organizations. I mean, you've got the uh, the co baby, the eco baby. Sorry, you got the eco baby. You got um, you know the the sleep foundation of America. You got all these weird you know secret societies based around sleep, basically, all saying that you should sleep with your head pointing to the south, and it's because the Earth's magnetic field. Um, you know, it obviously goes to the north. If you're reverse of that, you're kind of operating like a battery and your negative side is pointing to the positive and then your positive side is pointing to the negative. I don't understand it fully. I'm not going to lie. But what's interesting is in this first thing on the Eco Baby website, it says straight up, the idea that babies sleep north may be based on the belief that the magnetic field of the earth helps to align the baby's spine and nervous system. However, there's no scientific evidence to support this claim. And then right after saying that, they tell you to do the opposite. It's it's very strange. And this is according to this thing called Vatsu. Uh, that's not the full name. Uh, let me see what it is. Vatsu. It's like Vatsu Shira or some shit. Uh, control Vatsu Shastra. Vatsu Shastra. And this is like an old Hindu thing. It's um, the science of architecture. And... It, it's kind of like feng shui almost, but it seems to be kind of contradictory to what all this shit is, is saying. I mean, it, to me, it seems if a baby, which is uncorrupted by outside influence, right? They're, they're young. They're doing natural things. Supposedly, again, they're pointing their heads to the north when they sleep. Um, again, I don't know, I obviously don't have any kids, so it'd be interesting to know if this is a, if this is actually a real thing, but it goes on to say after, after saying that there's no proof that sleeping with your head to the North is good. Um, it goes on right after that on eco baby here. It says when sleeping, you should place your head to the South. As a result, you can adjust your bed position as needed. And Vatsu believes that the, uh, that this position is associated with prosperity happiness, and most importantly, the best quality of sleep. It's best to use a uh, headboard that is located east of the bed in a child's bedroom. So none of that even lines up, right? Where does east come in? It's strange. Maybe because the kid is automatically going to try and turn sideways, but I don't think that any of that makes sense here. And this is just one source, but I looked at quite a few and all of them, every single one says to sleep with your head pointed to the south. And... I'm not going to lie, usually when I sleep with my head to the south, because I've got a couch out here that sometimes I fall asleep on watching TV, my head is pointed to the south when I'm doing that. Um, my bed points to the 
uh, no, actually, I'm sorry. I did. I got that backwards. My couch, when I sleep on that and I'm watching TV, it points to the north. My bed in my room, the head points to the south. I sleep fine in my room, but I find a lot of times that I actually end up sleeping better when I fall asleep in the living room with the TV on, which is a big no-no, right? But for some reason, I'll sleep really, really well out there. Um, sometimes through like a majority of the night, I don't know about you, usually uh, for me, I wake up several times a night. I mean, uh, once an hour minimum. I mean, sometimes I'm waking up like every 30 minutes and uh, I don't know what it is. You know, I don't know if it's stress. Uh, I, I've been working out more lately and it hasn't changed. So there's something to this, I think. Um, and I also have very, very interesting dreams. We actually tried it last night. We turned the bed around last night and slept with our heads to the south. I don't think Kim noticed the difference at all, but I absolutely did. I, I dreamed wild, right? I had interesting dreams. And this isn't the first time that we've done this. Um, and I've mentioned it before, but it's just, it's, it's incredibly strange to me. So I want to get some thoughts on this because, you know, again, where does this East come from? Put the headboard to the East, get out of here with this shit. I, a lot of people, if you're like me, you don't really trust these authoritative sources when it comes to this shit. And, um, I think if they're telling you straight up, put your head to the South, I say you put your head to the North. It's, it's, uh, just kind of common sense. If you're not trusting these sources at this point um another tab that i have open here is the christian transhumanist uh group which is wild i mean it's if you want to get like a a contradictive group there you have it christian transhumanism i'm actually looking into this for friday's episode or thursday's episode i'm gonna try and put them out thursday i noticed that on over the weekend people don't really listen to podcasts that much so if i put something out on friday it gets way less listens than it does on Thursday, which is interesting. Um, I actually think like when I used to work on Saturdays, I always wanted people to post new episodes on Saturday and, 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 you know, Friday evening and stuff. No one fucking does. It's an untapped market, I guess for a reason, because no one listens to podcasts on the weekends. I guess they're, you know, being human beings and not plugged into shit, but let's get into what I actually wanted to talk about here um, because some of this stuff is fun, man. It's really, really interesting. And, and I think, again, I think that a lot of this is misdirection when we're talking about, you know, aliens, when there's very real shit going on here and now, um, you know, it, it just seems like nothing but distractions. But the first thing that I saw here was this wild image and, and I'm sure it's fake, but you know, it, you know, it actually looks very fake, but the idea of these light beings, um, you know, out there in outer space, they, essentially they're called angels by these astronauts. And I'm just going to read through what I found here because it's wild. Okay, so look, um, it says three meter angels orbiting the Earth. And I think that it, that's actually a typo. It's meant to say 30 because it, it reiterates the idea that these are 30 meter angels. And they look massive in the composite here. Uh, but at one point, the station was covered with an unusual orange cluster. This is the International Space Station, I guess. Um, and from the inside, everything was practically illuminated by a bright orange glow. Those present for a short time completely lost their sight from the bright light, 
Uh, that that's kind of like something that they say when you see like these otherworldly beings is that you lose your vision or you could uh, be more susceptible to some sort of like brainwashing or some kind of shit like that, right? So who's to say that this isn't some like actual, you know, earthly science that is being tested out on these astronauts? Because you know, if if something happens to them, you know, nobody's gonna really know exactly what went down. But anyway, um. When their vision returned to them, they saw on the other side of the window seven unknown creatures about 30 meters in height, which smiling, flew uh, in space near the station. I guess they, they could actually see that these light creatures were smiling. This is wild to me. It's just, it, you know, the, the stories that are out there, whether they're true or not, if you have a little bit of, like, you know, interest in this kind of stuff, it is... Uh, it's weird to say the least, but they looked like people, but they were huge in stature and their backs uh, on, on their backs were huge wings and a shining halo around their heads. The creatures looked like angels uh, and how they are usually described. Now, again, this is a composite clearly, but in this, they look more like demons. They have like bat light wings. Um, the tails don't look like humanoids at all. It, it, they look like bats or butterflies, kind of. And uh, it's just, it, it's definitely a strange image. Again, I know this isn't an accurate one, but they are portrayed as like light demons. And I, I do think, as I've said many times, when you're looking at something like this that's otherworldly, whether it's good or bad, I think that you are going to be kind of lulled into some sort of like positive state of consciousness. It, think about like how bugs, when they fly to the light that kills them, they are hypnotized by it, right? They fly right into it. And I know that bugs are attracted to light, so maybe that's not the best analogy. Uh, I'm thinking of like, I think it's a bug's life or something where the 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 uh, one of the bugs that gets sucked into that thing is looking at it and is just super, you know, enthralled by this light. This is what this reminds me of. These, these things look evil, and I think that they're kind of presented as evil. Do you think that, like, if, you know, if aliens or, or uh, rather, angels are real, that they're going to, uh, you know, be caught by, by humans? I, I, I don't think so, necessarily, but it seems like demons would actually have a good reason to get, you know, exp expose themselves to humans. I don't know why. It just seems like... You know, they would want to disguise themselves as something good and then, you know, suck people into it. So um, anyway, continuing with this, in the presence of these creatures, the astronauts felt relaxed and serene. According to the team members, the humanoids flew at the same speed as the station for 10 minutes. After 14 days, three more astronauts joined the station team. Uh, there's three names here. These are kind of tough to uh, pronounce all Russian. Um, Svetlana. Savitskaya, Vladimir, holy shit, Vladimir Dzenkabov, Kov, uh, Dzenkabikov, and Igor Volk. Thank God there's a fucking single syllable last name there. After arriving on the Salyut 7 ship, they joined the station's crew. Um, then everything around was lit up again with a blinding light. The whole team decided to look out the windows. Large beings were heading up into space again, smiling and giving a sense of peace and tranquility. Um, 
yeah, it's strange that they actually like. I mean, these people will put their names behind this and they'll say that this was a real thing. They're just not supposed to talk about it, I guess, right? And then it says all six astronauts were immediately subjected to various mental and medical tests, which showed that there were no defects. So right away they're being called crazy. They were all like, you know, suffering mass hallucinations. The report was strictly classified. The astronauts were strictly ordered to remain silent about what happened, and they were silent. Only um, only each other was aware of the mysterious supposed guests whom sometimes appeared during flights in space. And then the astronaut Sergei Krichevsky, uh was the first to openly speak out about these uh, unusual paradoxes in orbit in 1995. This is back in 1995. And he did this at a lecture in Novosibirsk Interstate Institute of Space. Holy shit. I mean, these people with these things are trying to really fuck me on these pronunciations. Anthropocology. Sure, we'll go with that. Astronauts transmit information about such visions only to each other, sharing information with those who will soon make a flight. So they uh, apparently this is um, you know s- obviously somewhat of a secret society, and it makes sense that if space travels real, which take that or leave it, if space travels real, obviously there's some things that only they know, right? Um, we got a supposed astronaut senator here in Arizona, Mark Kelly, which is you know he's he let his wife get shot in a Safeway parking lot, which is shitty, but. You know, this dude is here, and he's supposedly an astronaut. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny. When when you pull him up on uh, on Microsoft Bing, it says, Mark Kelly, astronaut, senator, hero. Awesome. Yeah, that's his first thing, is, uh, is uh, astronaut. So, these people like to flaunt that. They like to really let you know that, hey, I've been up there. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a big deal, but there it is. Um this other thing that I saw that's kind of kind of cool pertaining to alien information is this idea that possibly something adding to the sort of mysterious nature of these extraterrestrials is that they sort of are hiding in what's called Terminator zones. Now, Terminator zones, I guess, in planets are, it's not as crazy as it sounds. It's literally like the line where you can see uh, you, you know, with the side that you can see versus the side that you can't see, that that line right there is the Terminator zone, and it tells you here that um, in these Terminator zones, it's obviously going to be very cold because they're away from Earth. Even though we're told that these planets rotate, right? The Moon is the only one that really doesn't. So if there is anything living on the Moon, um, it would be on that dark side. It'd be on the side that we cannot see, which makes a lot of sense, really. Um, especially if we're looking into all this stuff from like a more sci-fi influence perspective, it makes a lot of sense that if these things were hiding from us and maybe just studying us, they would be on that side that we can't even reach. It gets cold over there. Even if someone did walk on the moon, they can't walk on the dark side. If you fall in one of these, um, these craters that are on the moon, you can freeze to death very, very quickly, even with your protective gear that they tell you that these guys wear and all this shit. Uh, so yeah, I mean, if this is real stuff, this is wild to think about that these aliens could be living directly on that dark side of the moon and specifically really thriving in these Terminator zones. Um, I guess these are all in exoplanets because they don't, 
you know, follow our solar system. So these aren't going to be on Jupiter or Saturn or Venus, even though they said uh, back in 2021 that there was more signs of life on Venus. I don't buy it personally. I think that they would have come here um, or we would have seen like some kind of images of them, especially right now. I mean, they're really bringing out the big guns when it comes to aliens. Why not share those images of these things now, right? When when you could really use some distractions with what's going on. But um, yeah, many exoplanets are planets outside of our solar system held by gravity. This means that one side of the planet is always facing the star they orbit while the other side is in constant darkness. That's the idea. That's supposedly what's going on with our moon. And I always find it really interesting because that's the only thing in our solar system that really does that, to my knowledge. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Um, believe it or not, I am not, uh, you know, whatever they call these space experts. Was that like an astro, uh, not astrophysicist. I don't even know what they're called. So that's what I'm saying. Just, you know, believe it or not, I am not one of them. Um, the water on the dark side will most likely be frozen. It would absolutely be frozen. I mean, this is negative several hundred degrees Fahrenheit, you would think, um, while on the light side, it will be so hot that the water should just evaporate. So that's why they're saying that they're not finding water on any of these planets. It would be so hot on the side that we can access that the water would not be there. So I think that that's wild. If you have like this whole dark, wet world, I mean, mushrooms can grow in that kind of situation, right? And if there is a mushroom that came from outer space, which a lot of people actually believe that all mushrooms do, um, that would be life. I mean, mushrooms are actual life. It's a fungus. It's not a plant. It's something different than that. So, yeah, this stuff is just interesting to me. Again, you know, just kind of getting into it. It's kind of like this Goldilocks zone on each one of these planets. So I think that it's definitely possible that there is something that we're not being told about this. Now, if you don't believe in space, obviously none of this stuff is for you. I tend to believe something is out there. Um, I am actually leaning more towards space being liquid of some sort. Like, you know, the black goo that we hear about, kind of feel like that comes from space. Um, the whole gray goo theory, which I'm going to get into in Friday's episode, because it really is a wild wild world in the whole transhumanist um i don't know what you want to call it like the zeitgeist there i guess there's some interesting stuff i found a great website with all kinds of different transhumanist terminology that i'm going to go through and then i'm going to get into some of this other weird aspect uh shit about like you know the transhumanists with the christians and all these different religions it's definitely a push that they are that they're throwing onto us, and I think that they're that these aliens actually have something to do with it. The whole disclosure uh, of all this stuff, and I, I think it's fake disclosure, but I think that they're trying to kind of coax us into this as a society. They're trying to make us believe that there are things that are so much more powerful than us in our world, in our atmosphere, and in our solar system, really, um, and in space, that we that we just need to we need to enhance ourselves. That's why they they note it as human plus h plus or like the greater sign with an h right um, more human than human basically to quote white zombie right so interesting stuff i i think that it's fun and it's a lot more light-hearted than a lot of the stuff that we get into um i want to roll into this episode now i want to i'm a little late recording this so 
um, getting into, I believe this is episode 72 of the Monday Night Master Debaters. Fun stuff, awesome group of people, as always. And um, I've been hearing, too, from at least one great listener that helped me out that listens on Spotify, that when I say, hey, there's an ad break coming, blah, 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 um, sometimes there's no ads. So if that's the case, hey, you're lucking out. I think it's on Spotify, and Spotify's shady, man. Um, I used to work with Anchor, and they're owned by Spotify, and Anchor has gone to shit. Fuck Anchor. They really suck. Um, I've been using Red Circle, and they're great. They actually have helped me out. I'll tell you a story real quick before we move into it. I accidentally paid for a year subscription up front, and I did not want to, right, um, for the the uh, mid-level you know, growth plan or whatever they call it, and they just refunded me right away. Most companies out there would say, you know, you should have read it. Sorry, there's nothing we can do. Um, I think I must have been like, you know, hung over early in the morning or something. And I just agreed. Um, and I paid, uh, you know, way more than I wanted to up front. I wanted to test the waters. And they said, hey, yeah, you know, mistakes happen. We'll refund you right away. And I got the money back. And I'm still on that growth plan, just paying monthly. I'm actually paying them more over a year period. But, you know, little things like that, that these companies that are, that are, they care more about the creators rather than like Anchor and Spotify do. So um, anyone out there with a podcast, I encourage you to go to Red Circle. They're pretty fucking awesome. And um, yeah, that's, that's my little quick story about them. But um, yeah, let's roll into this episode. This will be a fun one for you guys if you haven't heard it. Um, if you haven't heard it, check out the Great Deception Podcast. They air these every single week when we talk about current events. I've got a lot more current events that I'm going to be talking about today, airing for you all tomorrow, Tuesday, the 21st of March, with Ghost on our news show. And it's going to be a nice one too. So, uh, I mean, just a lot of shit going on over the last week. So we got a lot to talk about. I'm going to get off here and uh, look into some current things going on to share on there. And hopefully we'll have some fun calls for you guys, and it'll be a cool uh, you know, Tuesday episode for you. So thank you all for listening. If you hear the ads coming up here, you know why. If you don't, I kind of just told you why. So thank you, as always, and guys, enjoy this episode of The Great Deception's Monday Night Master Debaters, as always, a week later here on Dangerous World Feed. And we'll talk to you very soon, guys. Enjoy the episode. And welcome to the Monday Night Master Debaters, the best night of the week. It's all downhill from here, folks. But we got a great crew here tonight, and we're going to have some fun. Uh, it is wild out there. We were just talking beforehand real quick about the toxicity of, of social media and, and the comment sections and stuff. And it's hilarious because it, I, I, it's sad. I lost a follower because I questioned Rachel Maddow's integrity. She, mm. he, she is a, has a doctorate in journalism apparently, and is the be all end all of news sources. And to question her means an automatic unfollow. So if I had a little violin, I'd be playing it right now, but I don't. So welcome to the Monday Night Master Debaters. We're going to have some fun tonight. And we got a new face. We have some of my favorite returning guests. 
and of course, my trusty co-host. So, uh, Luis, welcome, my friend. It's nice to have you on. I'm happy to be here. I'm from <laughs> Constitutional Awakening. How are you doing? Excellent. Yeah, man, I t- I wanted to uh, actually, because Matt hasn't met you before, obviously Nico has. Um, talk about that show a little bit, man, just like up up top here, just because, you know, y- you came in last minute here and uh, you guys do some pretty interesting work over there on Constitutional Awakening. Jim Bob's a fun guy. Um, share what you guys talk about there. Yes, we 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 cover different uh, spectrums of of curious events, people, subjects. We've had even uh, an interesting, controversial, and also political figures in the show. We've we've dove deep into things that usually um, get uncovered only because the system allows it sometimes, and sometimes the system doesn't allow it. Right, whatever the agenda is at hand. We've even covered uh, very strange occult things that, like Sabadian Frankist, which I always implore people, look into that because it's something that is relevant, yet nobody knows about, as well as the moon. Oh, that thing in the sky. <laughs> Did we go there? We can go wherever we want to. We can go. And, <laughs> and yeah, I don't think that we did go there, to be honest. But there's supposedly multiple missions to the moon. You know, there's this idea that we only went there once. And I mean, that, that's something that's kind of like promoted. Uh, you know, why didn't we ever return? Supposedly, we went there many times. But I mean, like, what do you believe? Hey, what are the chances, though, that every piece of moon rock they've given out has just turned out to be petrified wood? Yeah, How I mean, fucking that's, funny you know, is that, man? <laughs> don't ask too deep into it. Dude, you know I mean? that's, a, that's a, such a big troll. That they, NASA, NASA is trolling. Yeah, NASA's the biggest like inversion of everything. And it's just that's just one of the ultimate trolls to just start handing out moon rocks to people. Not thinking they're ever gonna check it and see what it is, but that was and that's a brilliant part or play by whoever decided, let me test this thing out, see what it really is. Cause I I would have I would have probably tried to like smash it and chip it. Well, that's why they eventually discovered that Hitler dying in the bunker was actually a female that committed suicide, that supposedly committed suicide, but it was just a female skull. Yep. So they were like, nope, not even, not eight, not the right age, not the right gender. Well, we can't say that. We don't, but, we don't know what Hitler's gender was. We don't want to assume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so on that is- note, <laughs> welcome my favorite upstaters, Nico and Rosie. How's it going, guys? We're good. It's going awesome, man. Yep. Thanks for having us again. You know, we Thank love being here. Thank you for joining. You guys. I appreciate it. Of course. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime. <laughs> but yeah, no, we're uh we're doing good up here. We got some good news like the last week or two. Mm-hmm. And uh now we can talk about anything we want. <laughs> living our life, you know. <laughs> Like you had a giant filter on to begin with. Come on. Right. Yeah. You have huge. a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We yeah. don't have to censor ourselves anymore about certain topics. So we can just go off the rails. Balls to the wall. Now. Mm-hmm. Nice. Let it fly. <laughs> oh. yep. Right. What do you got going? 
Not much, man. Same old stuff. You know, just recorded the new show. You got to call in one of these days, Matt. We're doing, uh, you know, the normal, uh, you know, uh, you know, regular shit. We talked about a lot of the uh, Silicon Valley Bank, right? I mean, that's a fun thing right there, right? So I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit here. Uh, just, just doing the normal stuff, man. And it's interesting the way that the world is because... It's like, you know, we we were told over the weekend that the economy could have potentially crashed today. And it's just like there's this constant fear that's out there for people that are getting absorbed into it. And I, I don't know. I, I'm actually kind of concerned that the government's sitting here telling us to not be worried about this. And they were telling us to be super concerned over COVID and nothing really happened. Uh, I mean, that wasn't of the government's crashed. doing. The economy is crashing. It's just a slow because the economy is so big, it yeah. can't crash too fast. So it's yeah. like I mean, in theory, that's correct, but I feel like if if it if they wanted it to happen, it could crash tomorrow. You know what I mean? It could literally crash any second. Well, if if they wanted it to happen, and they being, you know, this you know, mystical going yeah, double but, the speed of two thousand eight. Yeah. Yeah, right. there's not going to be the there's not going to be that safety net there was in 2008. So it's going to crash, but it's not they're not just going to let the whole thing topple over. You wouldn't think so, but I mean, uh, what what but, makes us feel so confident in that? But what's going No, no, no. It, it's going to change because the dollar is is going to start to lose value because the petrodollar is going to start to lose value because one of the things that's going on right now that you won't see a lot in our news is that China is brokering a peace deal between Saudi Arabia and Iran, which is going to be big because what does Saudi Arabia deal with right now? The petrodollar. Well, they're going to go to the petro yuan, which is the Chinese dollar, and that's going to be a game changer. You mean the dara? That's uh, <laughs> you know what, what's interesting too is like you're you're showing this this really interesting thing here, and I'd like to you know someone to read through this to be honest. But before nine eleven, there was people that were selling and, and putting put options, meaning like you're anticipating the crash of a certain stock um, on United Airlines, and one of the guys was was connected to Clear Channel Broadcasting, which owns uh coast to coast am right you know that that super truther alternative you know uh fact show right yeah but you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater right in that case you have to i mean you guys yeah but you can't do that with everything then there's nothing left so everything is tainted at that point like everything at that level is absolutely tainted yes 100 percent. i would i would beg to differ because i i can't what's a big show at that coast to coast level, Alex Jones level, Infowars level, stuff like that, that's not tainted. I think they're tainted, but like, like with everything, there's definitely grains of truth going through this. You know, like they have to have that. Eleanor, right. uh, what, what's her name? Edith uh, uh, Roosevelt, not Eleanor. I kept saying that. Uh, Theodore's wife was super anti. Council on Foreign Relations, super anti-New World Order and all this shit. Possible and then, husband, if you look at Eleanor, she was I'm not hit. much of a looker. No, no, Edith. <laughs> uh, Theodore's. Theodore's. Oh, 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 okay. I was going to say. Yeah, Eleanor. Yeah, Eleanor's oh, a whole geez. different story. She was like a lineman. 
for the right yeah a little yeah (laughs) but i mean like you know uh, uh theodore roosevelt starts this progressive party which ends up merging with the republican party so they're like just sitting there taking the republicans and moving them farther and farther to the left Meanwhile, she's sitting there talking shit about all of that agenda, right? So it, it's a it's a common tactic of these elites to bash exactly what they're doing because it's been a, a common trait throughout history that like what is uh, helpful to the elite is not so helpful to the common man. So if you're an elite and you're trying to push this agenda and you're trying to make yourself electable or, or popular, you have to side with the common man. This is what George H uh, W Bush did. This is what George W Bush did. This is what Trump did. And I mean, look where we're at now. We're, we're in a fascist dictatorship. We just don't really know it yet. Well, it's an, yeah, it's an oligarchy, right? Yeah. It's because of these people that, that relate to us more so than ever. And and this is just another instance of they knew this was going to happen and the rich got some of their money out. Now, what you're also hearing is some wealthy folks also lost a shit ton of money. There's rumors that Oprah well, supposedly lost like half a billion dollars. They'll get it back. But so, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, but this here is clear evidence that something was impending. I mean, you the, look. So the case with this bank is they were putting a lot of money on a certain type of bond that you couldn't take your money out. So right now, most of that money is in bonds that they cannot retrieve on top of the fact that the yield went down to a point where they were going to lose money. So those two things happened simultaneously as people were slowly trying to take the money out. The FDIC insures up to 250,000, but 97% of all deposits were over 250,000 because it's a very small amount of depositors. And I even had a friend who was like, I have $2,000 in a bank account. There's like everybody, a lot of businesses had their bank accounts associated with this bank. And that's its own mafia and own weird like element to it. But they're not going to lose their money because the rich stay rich. So they made the FDIC ensure their deposit. Now, everybody's deposits when it comes to their deposits should be insured. I, I believe that truly. Now, the problem is the reason this this bank went belly up is because they had a lot, a lot of terrible investments associated with the climate change agenda related to uh, like things like solar power and so on that are just loss leaders. Mm. So like your friend that had like 2000 in his account, did he can he take his money out? Is that I affecting think him? tomorrow they're going to allow them to get their money out? I think they said tomorrow the bank should be operating normally enough. The entire staff, top staff was fired. So this bank, all of the top, the top has been completely taken out. You can also consider this a form of what happens in a communist country when the government takes over the banking sector. (laughs) Like you're literally witnessing it live in action. And I think that they said that they had an emergency uh, meeting where they just had a Zoom call. Like Congress had a, just a Zoom, like they forced their, like most people, okay, you got to just listen. All right. The system's real. Like they never did this for anything, but they did this for, <laughs> for money. It's like, no, we all got to talk to you. We got to figure this out. We got to make sure. I mean, we do have to fix the, the promise for, for the average person and also for a business. If you're running a business and you have several employees, let's say you have, 30 employees, if you're going to need to have hundreds of thousands of dollars in a bank account, 
on any given month in order to just cover payroll. If your bank account is only covered up to 250,000, that means you're going to have to create some form of a weird mechanism in order to funnel multiple bank accounts into payroll. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. But yeah, that, yeah. I mean, 250,000 is not that much money. It's, it's a lot of money to like yeah. us, one the person. person. Yeah. yeah, but for a business, I mean, that's really. Not. That's peanuts. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Is this money laundering or is it money laundering? I mean, uh, there—that's th what this seems like right now. There is no two ways about this. How does money? I mean, you know, I talk about South Park a lot on my show. You know, South Park does an episode where, like, you know, this kid's trying to learn about investments and he's putting money in the bank. And when he gives the money to the bank, he literally gives it to the the attendant, like a clerk. You know, and. 30 seconds later, while they're talking, he's like, yeah, your money's gone. You know, he's just like, yeah, I mean, we don't know where it went. And he's like, what do you mean it's gone? He's like, yeah, the money's gone. We don't we don't know where it went. It's just gone. That's what this is. But on a big level, they're just the money's gone. We don't well, know where it went. It could help where does that usher money in CBDCs because they're already coming. Fed now declared that by April, they would be doing testing April, May. So it's already going to be active. So they by now are probably switching accounts. So right. the Federal Reserve is slowly switching the ledgers from the standard system that they've been using recently into the new system. So eventually, probably by the year's end, all bank accounts in the United States will be uh, CBDC. They'll already be so. trackable. Yeah. No, it's already said. Fed now. You can look up the website and the Fed. It, it, they, they say it. And what's do you that think it'll now? be Ripple, like XRP, or do you think well, it'll be they were separate? using? Well, not the token. They potentially were using the technology in the testing. I don't know if they will be using it, but that's the technology. That's nothing to do with the token. Right. XRP uh, versus people are like, oh, like that has nothing to do with the token. Stop, yeah, stop yeah. being delusional. Yeah, they might use the technology, but that's it. That means that company's gonna make a bit of money. Not you, not you, the yeah. token holder. Right. Right. So don't hold XRP thinking that it's gonna make you a buck fuck ton of money. It's it's like speculative at best. Bitcoin's yeah. safer, Bitcoin skyrocketed. Well, now it's it's kind of, you know, if you bought in when everyone else did, you're kind of fucked at this point. It went from 15,000 to 24,000, what, in a month almost? So it's been going up steadily. Recently? Because, yeah, everyone bought it back in like 2020 when it was at like 40 or whatever thousand, 50,000. Uh, no, five. It went no, so when when I was when it, when it was all the rage, it was in. I mean, it was high double digits. Like, you know what I'm saying? In in 2020, March, April 2020, it went down to five thousand something. Okay, that's the lowest it's been recently. Okay, so yeah, no, before that, then or maybe after, because yeah, you had a lot of fucking people that were buying into it when it was at its peak, and then it's dropped down like you know whatever it's at right now. So that's kind of how that works. I hate cryptocurrency. My accounts are very low because <laughs> I bought into Bitcoin in like 2018 when it was like going up and then it hit that like 60, 70,000 peak and then it just went down. So I don't understand any of it. Yeah, Maybe I'm too old. To I'm with you. I give it. up. It's it's out of my league. I can't figure it out. And I, yeah. I don't want to at this point. It's like, mm -mm. you can have it. That's yeah. If you, if you saw Wolf of Wall Street, it's basically penny stocks just on steroids on steroids yeah mm. <laughs> stock on some steroids weird man but they cash is going to be dead supposedly and that i can't wrap my head around you know i like grew up with like my grandfather always being like you gotta have the scratch on you you know you can never have like 
your wallet without any cash and like keep the cash hidden and everything's about cash and now but you already have your id it's your face you walk in somewhere and your (laughs) your identification is your face you pay with your face well remember back in the day i mean my grandparents used to hide money in their mattress literally they had a box that was in the built into the mattress and they would keep an extra set of cash in there Mm -hmm. it's like Times have changed (laughs) and it's quick too. think about how fast that things have been changing. You know, we went from horse and buggy at the beginning of the, you know, 20th century to going to the moon by midway through, you Mm -hmm. know, or, or spit, you know, rockets. And it's like, that's a huge, we still got rockets and we have gone to space that is confirmed. Yeah. So we have exited this ball. It's, but it's on the other, other end. Then you look at like, domestically how you've gone from and and from a food perspective how we went from things being so natural to now everything so synthetic to you know in your house they're trying to make it so that you don't even have to do anything you can either tell siri to do it or get a little robot or you know you got the smart home that controls everything for you it's it's changing rapidly and i don't know if i like the whole you know, smart everything idea. I just don't think we're meant to have that much frequency around us, that much, that many waves well, we're in our not. general vicinity. We're not, that's so unnatural. We're not supposed to, it's, but I don't know. Like, that's, isn't that just like anything else? They're just pushing all this garbage on us. Anything well, to interrupt nature and like, like and even like, frequencies. what was it? Like two weeks ago, we lost power and it's like, Aside from our gas fireplace, like we were screwed. Like you can't run anything. It's everything is connected to <laughs> to electricity yeah. now. There's yep. dirty electricity, and it's so crazy. Like I was really looking at our electricity bill, and it's like I think we spent like 160 on electricity, but then they charge you like another 160 to deliver it. And it's like, what the fuck is this shit? That's like, the that racket. Is, that is the scam. And that's the, the scam yeah. of it. Yeah. It's like, it's just insanity, man. And, it's and that's like you, the rate like that they jumped like 20% on a lot of people at a minimum this year. And it's, you well, know, in they, Europe, it went up like 300. I mean, they had people had like $13,000 electric bills. Thanks. For one month. US. Thanks to and us it, blowing up a pipeline. Blow up Nord Stream and look what happens. Gee, I wonder why their prices skyrocketed. And guess who profited? I heard it. I heard something today. We that, are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I heard someone today say that during the, you know, the the heart of the pandemic, there was a a billionaire created a day. So you think about that. There was a, a new billionaire created every day during the pandemic, yet at the same time, on the opposite end, you had just poverty racking up. Mm-hmm. And it's it's that, you know, I think we're at a getting to a point in that system where we're reaching that breaking point that it's just getting way too out of balance. It's that- actually way worse than you think. Uh, the uh, I'll show you re- right now. The Oxfam report. Um, so the, the richest one percent grabbed nearly two thirds of all wealth worth 42 trillion since 2020 so 42 trillion dollars of wealth was created and they took the majority of it that's the website right now. that's and amazing no no i mean the the ratios get even crazier let me see uh fortune increasing uh billionaires fortunes are increasing by 2.7 billion a day at least at 
and yet you still have to claim that six hundred dollars you made <laughs> selling shit on eBay. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's just crazy talk. There was one math of for every one dollar you made, how much money they made. So this is this is the thing people have to realize. This is less than three thousand people. Right. And so I'm sick of calling these people elites. We got to start calling them parasites, like they really are. You oh, know? yeah, we should call them patties. Look at that forty, like you said, forty-two, 42 trillion. trillion, not billion, trillion. Almost twice as much money as the bottom 99. Oh, a billionaire gained roughly 1.7 million per $1 <laughs> for every $1. <laughs> yeah, there's no way to really quantify a trillion dollars because I think when you're 32 or 34 years old, you've lived for a billion seconds. Yep. So it's, it's not really 31. Yeah. So 31. you can't even okay. count to a billion in less than so how do we know uh, is a any of this real? 30, 31 000 years this is real this is oxfam this is 100 real this mm -hmm. numbers are well probably yes, underestimated it's, it's real on paper nico right, right. i mean is no, no, I mean, currency like, real no oh. i mean it's all numbers on paper when it boils yes. down to it i mean it's it's a game it's <laughs> it's monopoly right. exactly and the I, majority I, of the wealth is hidden away in bank accounts yeah, but yeah. it's all like none of this matters, really, truly. Like th none of this actually matters because at the end of the day, if all this shit collapses, what's going to be available? Physical assets. That's all that's going to matter is actual physical assets. Because and they skills. can crash. Yeah, and skills. Yep. Because they can crash that, and then the computer doesn't work anymore, and now all these numbers are just imaginary. There's no nothing backing this up. There's not forty-two trillion dollars worth of gold hidden on this planet somewhere like it's it's insane there is a lot more gold than we think there is but the majority of it is pretty much inaccessible right but there's enough gold to cover the entire planet up to your your knee but the problem is it's the majority of it is untappable and we've discovered what is it um was it uganda that found trillions in gold so basically the gold market should once that really starts to come in it'll be worthless so gold is going to be worthless if the Ugandan deposits are real. They have more gold than the rest of the planet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's all, and we wonder why we'll eventually go to war with them. Unless we cover the planet with gold, like the Anunnaki did. <laughs> create. Dude. <laughs> well, wasn't that the whole myth? Wasn't that the myth, though, that they needed gold to for their atmosphere? Create, yeah, to create a new atmosphere for their planet or whatever. And it makes workers. sense. It makes sense. But uh, yeah. Speaking okay. of gold, we got to start bringing back gold teeth. I think gold you know, like, <laughs> dude, like '90s rapper style. Like yeah, a, like, like not grill? not grills. Oh. No, like actual gold implants. Like, I think, <laughs> like like Joe Pesci in Home Alone. <laughs> My gold tooth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I just think it it brings a ruggedness and a, a sketchiness to a character that. What the hell's wrong with you? I don't gold know. Gold tooth or whole tooth, like missing. Right, like a like a hole. Are you talking about like when you get a filling, it's gold? No, like a whole cap, like a like an implant. You know okay. what I mean? Like the thing. I. Yeah. Oh, so like a crown would be gold. Yeah, like a, a gold crown. crown. Yeah. Mm. That's, that's an aggressive aggressive move. That That's what aggressive. I'm thinking. Like, wow. nothing says like solid businessman than like a gold. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, it's solid. That's a trusty used car dealer right there, you know? Exactly. Right. <laughs> oh, used yeah, cars. They're gonna, you're gonna get where everybody's gonna get a great deal soon. You gotta think of that. I know my used car is is worth way more than I bought it for just three years ago. It's crazy. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, man. These these uh, like trucks, especially, are worth so much. It's wild. I I have a truck that's not even running in my front yard, and it's probably worth a lot more than what I bought it for. But I'm holding on to it. Just I don't know why, you know, just to have it. But a used Mm -hmm. truck is worth more than a brand new truck right off the lot right now. Yep. Just someone explain that to me because I can't well, figure it out. I, I, the car use, the used car prices and regular car prices will implode yes. because they skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to also plummet. I mean, Carvana was likely connected to um, money laundering because realistically uh, money, uh, cars are used to, like used cars are used in money laundering to a very high degree so mm-hmm. that's something nobody looked at but if you look into the founders of carvana you will realize that they're not the cleanest people i mean one of the dealerships i work for i'm not going to say any names they used to have this used car bid and like you would get this like piece of shit subaru with like three hundred thousand miles on it i mean the thing we'd have to clean them and make them look good. And they would sell for like five, six grand. And you're like, how is that possible? Who is buying these cars? Who's buying it? Right. And it's like, they're sending them overseas. A lot of times, like, uh, yeah, what's in them when they send them overseas. Right. (laughs) That's a good one. You know, it's, it was one of those things that like, I could never, I wasn't in the know enough to get a clear answer on, how this car that they took in on trade for like $200 and then they're turning around and selling it for five, six grand. <laughs> well, yeah, did seem, you seem shady as hell. <laughs> do you remember seeing that guy that he, his car ended up in an ISIS video or something and it, Get you, out. Could see, you could see the actual logo of the company in the, in the videos. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's talk about talk oh, he about sold the car to a dealer and the dealer left everything on it and then resold it to somewhere in the middle east and it ended up in a video and it was like i don't support these people what do you do no 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 <laughs> that's hilarious I, that's, that's, that's a killer killer. right there that's not a marketing strategy that's optimal for your long term you know what ice is driving your car that's no. so funny though because that was like <laughs> a huge thing with cleaning these cars it was like take any sticker like there can't be any sticker on these cars literally if it's stuck on the bumper spray paint over it like it was at that point so that kind of makes some sense like Mm. where they're sending these things that's kind of interesting actually makes you wonder yeah the the hottest they don't care about um you know bob's uh pool cleaning service So I got to ask a question here. It's kind of changing the subject. Do we think that they're going to uh, vaccinate chickens, like all chickens out there, in order to, uh, you know, I don't know if this would just fuck with the food supply or if it's just another way for like big pharma to make money? I Do you think, think this is something? Another scare tactic and something to just get in people's heads. I think so too. But interestingly, like I'm going to say the last, I don't know what, like, two months or so anytime i've never had an issue eating beef before and now anytime i eat any type of beef steak ground beef whatever i I, just destroys my stomach i cannot handle it anymore second that 
so I think they're definitely doing something. And I mean, we've tried between like store-bought stuff, stuff we bought from the butcher. It, it doesn't matter. I thought maybe, you know, it was like I was undercooking them, eating them too rare, but even well done. It, it's just killing me. Maybe you so got I that don't bone know. star parasite. I was wondering yeah. about that because that's that's like Lyme disease related, right? Yep. Yeah, that's what I was telling you. Yeah, it's I don't not know the degree of Lyme disease, but it's uh, it creates it so it, you have issues with digesting red meat. Yeah. Okay, so then if the, if that's a concern with it sounds like everyone here, why wouldn't they fuck with poultry? Because they already do. If you, I mean, yeah. they're already giving them all these shots. So they're vaccinating them, right? You said yeah, it's a scare yeah, tactic. Yeah, they already. That's why I'm saying it's just a fear tactic. We, they're we already, already doing this. We already give them. I mean, man, dose of antibiotics, and then we take, yeah. then we eat those animals that took the antibiotics, and then we're suddenly antibiotic resistant, and then people are like, "How are we antibiotic resistant? Because <laughs> you were giving it to the food, you dumbass." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the right. food is one thing, but I'm saying, like, you know, what's to say that these chickens aren't going to lay eggs? I mean, we already kind of saw a preview of that. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not like a, a fear porn pusher over here, but it just seems like it makes sense that they would try to eliminate the entire food source. I mean, no. dude, eggs are yeah, cheap. but it's the same thing that you, everybody was fearful of in 2021 of the water supply, right? It's just mm-hmm. these short little things that they get into our heads that they're gonna do something to it, and they they're not. But the it's water just supply a... is different, though. The water supply is constantly being contaminated. That is. Oh a... no, kidding! No, 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 no. Not to the point where they we were. They were talking like it's you know, off the charts, radioactive. You're not going to be able to drink any. I mean, it's not drinkable. But they're even talking. They were talking about well water, everything. Like all water was going to be so contaminated, it was going to be undrinkable. And it's mm-hmm. like, guys, there was that whole push in 2021 where people were just going nuts over and they were saying, oh, Q cold to watch the water, all that stupid shit. And it's like it, it feels like they just bounce around and they're just like your attention gets on it for a little bit. And then they're going to give you something else to think about. And then it's something else. And then it's and I feel like a lot of it's just fear porn and distraction and just to get you in a in a, you know, uneasy state. Yeah, that's yeah. all it is. And it's what you give your attention to. It starts to manifest and all that stuff. But like egg prices are down. No one's talking about that. They're back to normal now. You can get a dozen of eggs for what, like three something. I was just fuel, in the store yesterday. Fuel prices are down also. Yep. Yeah. And fuel prices the thing are is down. like something well, I'm going to go back up during the election cycle. Yeah, of course <laughs> they will. But what I've learned just in like our little in the BLM life, party. Yeah, dude. Every, be a year, fun time. every four years we get a good summer romance Antifa party can't wait yeah <laughs> the only thing i've learned though is they don't have the manpower to actually do anything especially like on local levels like things are so disorganized so like they just don't have the, the manpower to enforce anything at all <laughs> like i just don't i mean man you know like like nico you were saying yourself like the the red meat is fucking with your stomach these days I think those are the first steps. Like, again, I'm not trying to be like, oh, man, we should all freak out and like, you know, uh, eat soy products or whatever. I'm just saying I know it's 100 percent worse. But what I'm saying is like, I think that we're actually seeing the steps of some of this stuff. I think I think they're just using different preservatives now. You know, it, I, well, then that's a, a whole different problem. That scale. It's yeah. it's likely more. For example, uh, I think more people are glyphosate intolerant 
they're yep. not uh, glut- gluten tolerant. Like celiac. The, the way we process uh, bread is different here than it is in Europe. That's another reason, other than the wheat itself, that why people have gluten issues. It's just the processing. It's it's just the body processes it differently because of the chemicals that are being used. And if you switch a few chemicals around, you suddenly get allergic reactions like you may be getting from certain processing chemicals that are used in the meat processing. That Right, because I've eaten venison that my dad shot and that's a red meat. I don't have any issues with that at all. So I don't think it's that like, it could be an, a, a new drug that's being given to the, the cattle. What mm-hmm. state are you in? New York. Okay, so just check uh, if there was any changes in the laws recently around us. I mean, also in New York, but you can check for that. That could also be a reason, a new requirement by the government. I just picked up this loaf of sourdough French bread from the local co-op today. Oh, my God. I ate like three quarters of the loaf myself. It is the most amazing. And I don't know about how you guys are, but anybody that can make a good sourdough bread, I'm all in. You warm it up a little bit, a little butter, maybe some garlic <laughs> sauce. Whoa. Talk dirty to me. I love bread. This, that must be a Gen X thing because <sighs> Rosie's the same exact way. Like That's how I won her over was with garlic bread. You guys want to know that? A hundred percent. Like she was on the fence about me. I was me. totally on the fence. She was like, I don't know about this guy. He's 100%. he's fucking crazy and then i made garlic bread one night and i was like and that was it it was over (laughs) honest to god he made garlic bread for me and that's how it happened like the deal was was some garlic bread Mm -hmm. bread butter and garlic that's all i need to survive (laughs) but speaking of interesting food all right i just made tonight this was uh something i found on instagram it was a stupid meme um but (laughs) I saw it and it it just it it was life changing and I took a box. Our son is well, celiac. Yeah, explain. It. Our son has celiacs, mm-hmm. so uh, some of you guys know that. But yes, it's a challenge for us to like. And he loves corn dogs. Everyone in the house yeah. is is a corn dog fanatic. <laughs> you know who doesn't dogs. love a corn dog, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> so what you do is you take a box of uh, cornbread mix. So we had a gluten free. We had a cor- uh, gluten free cornbread mix, and then you stick some hot dogs in a muffin tray yep. you, you put the cornbread in there yeah. bake the muffin around the hot dog and you got yourself a little pig in a blanket uh, a little corn dog cupcake yeah wow are was, you chopping are you dicing up the dogs you know so yeah i used a standard muffin tin and a standard hot dog so there was way too much bread per meat ratio so yeah. if i were to do it again i would dice up the hot dogs yeah yeah if i was using that or i would use one of those fat hot dogs that i've showed you guys before those like quarter, those pound quarter pounders yeah. yeah that thing's huge <laughs> yeah. And then, well, yeah you gotta eat that thing with no hands and you gotta make a lot of eye contact when you <laughs> exactly. eat it. and then uh and a mini muffin a mini muffin pan, i think would be better would be... than a regular size muffin yeah. or i was gonna say you could layer it Put put a little bit of cornbread, then add a little hot little dog, dog uh, lasagna. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then another true. layer of bread, and then hot dog. So you get, yeah. you know, you're kind of getting. Well, I want to step it up a notch, though. I want to get the red lobster biscuit mix and right. throw Cheddar Bay, Cheddar Bay yeah. all day. Yeah, we have those. <laughs> we do have those. Yeah. Hey, and you they... know, the red lobsters actually come out with a full line of frozen fish products, and they're <laughs> really? phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, wow. they sure have, and they're great. Um, 
you know, not not to get off this important stuff. I saw something that was pretty interesting here too. That there's this uh, electronic enzyme. I don't know if you guys saw this. The, the the scientists discovered how to make electricity out of thin air. Do you see that? It's like this thing called Huck or yep. HUC. Is this is this real? Do you see that? Where is it? Oh, ether. Yeah, uh, Tesla well, was making this shit. Yeah, hundred years ago. Well, yeah, so this is it right here. The uh, the enzyme called Huck proved to be, quote, astonishingly stable and remarkably efficient at creating energy from thin air, according to researchers. Huck's extraordinarily efficient, says Dr. Whatever Griner from uh, whatever university. I mean, you know, I can't just copy paste that exact line. Which one? Dr. Rice Griner from Moshe University. Just literally copy paste that and search it. Yeah. Who is this for doctor? Yeah, just just that Alex guy. Jones. You just see a picture <laughs> of Alex Jones. Yeah. It's Brittany Griner's alter ego. <laughs> okay, we're going with the first and one here. Here we go. It is a real person. Okay. Microbiology. All right. I so, mean, I got a big pop up here. I guess I gotta accept all cookies. All right. Uh well, uh, that's exactly what they well, they're real. University of Glasgow. Uh-oh, he's Scottish. Watch out. Yeah, you know, Braveheart. Yeah, he's uh, legit. Okay. Well, he is. They are legit. Oh, oh, okay. What's this? Let's see. It's related to them. The enzyme that could help make energy dreams come true. Let's see. I mean, see, this is the thing. If this guy ends up dead, we got to really, like, wonder what's going on here. Oh, right? here we go. Hunk. Okay, so this is related to, directly from the school. So this is the direct source. So see, this is how we find it. it's not bullshit. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, like, uh, you know, it's an interesting thing. Here's a photo. It looks like some diagram. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like oh, yeah. Yeah. Shit right it's a macaroni, a macaroni <laughs> drawing. The right. It's hilarious. OK, so the enzyme in question is called Huck, pronounced Huck. Uh, and it's uh, made by bacteria and helps them with growth and survival in soil, in the oceans, and volcanic craters, and even Antarctica. Wow. Interesting uh, little side note. Right. Uh, Monash microbiologists have now discovered that it makes electricity from air. I don't know. That's an interesting concept. But uh, so does a, a little haiku coil. here. Huh? Yeah. What's no, that? A, tes- a Tesla coil doesn't make the energy. It, it receives it. it. Yeah. It receives it. I mean, right. and the idea of makes it from thin air it's it's just more it's a conversion but right. it's, it's just pulling the ions out of it yeah. yeah it's 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 the efficiency factor so if this can be of higher efficiency that's the revolutionary element so that- dr reese grinter better hide his ass because they're gonna whack him <laughs> if he found it i mean this is on it. journal this is in the this is this is going to be mainstream in Ooh. a couple of years yeah these are them yeah they're dead uh Another haiku. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> yeah, be, man. I mean, I don't know. I, they this... will be in a plane that crashes yeah. in the near future. You two cannot hang out together. <laughs> Never be right. in the same spot Stay at the same away time. from each other. Please, it... for our, for humanity's sake, we need you. This stuff's just interesting, man. You know, I think that that this is uh, like the next big thing. They're They're focusing a lot on like the internet and all these things you know i found out today the source that controls all the internet's information um it's called the digital universe have you heard of this 
It's, it's, it's by founded a by a Mormon. Huh? I said it's run by the devil. It's founded by a Mormon. It, you know, you said that the same time I said uh, Mormon. You know, it's interesting. <laughs> devil, Mormon, what? Eh, you know, I think the Mormons are good people on lower levels, but at the higher levels, it's like any secret society. It's uh, it's pretty corrupt at well, the top. They, they had a hundred plus billion dollar fund that was not paying taxes properly. So right. Minor out. oversight. Come on. Yeah, man, it's an interesting little organization. But what do you got here? So this is a cool little thing on on energy, like free energy and and ley lines and stuff. This is on obelisks, and uh, it's like a it's like forty years to move the obelisk from Alexandria and Egypt to New York City Central Park. William Henry Vanderbilt chose the location specifically. He wanted it in a very exact place in Central Park. They had to build a track in New York City trained the obelisk through the city. I mean, people were lining up with popcorn to watch this thing. One of the most significant artifacts from that era being brought over here into the United States, apparently they were put on ley lines. Where the obelisk was in London, it's sister obelisk, okay? And there's some relationship with that obelisk where in terms of where it is in, in London and where the one is in New York. And is there one in the Vatican too? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Damn mm. smack in the center. Yep, uh, all three. The New yeah. York one is it's so weird when you see it. You're like, what the fuck? It's, and if you ever look at how they got it over here, it's so bizarre. Like they had to uh cut a hole in the in the side of a ship and get it in there. And they traveled supposedly with like a piece of it hanging out the side of a ship. Now how that works. Well, it's because it's they you need to preserve it. So you want to treat it very carefully. So, you know, you will do the weirdest things to get it here. But the reality is the, the civilization that built that was not using simple stone tools. And to, for to repeat that narrative over and over again is now becoming an insult to everybody else. Yep. Yeah, it's hard to polish a rock. I mean, I've tried polishing stuff with like a belt sander and it takes a lot of effort. The, so the for Queen's th Chamber, it's two thousandths of a degree of perfection. Like so you couldn't you couldn't do you can do that today, but it would take a long time. Right. Today. Have you seen that thing where it's like what comedian is it? It's like Cat Williams or someone goofy as oh, fuck that Eddie like Griffin describes? or something like that. Yeah, Eddie yeah. Griffin in the pyramids. Eddie mm -hmm. Griffin, yeah. And it's like the upside down, like they built the pyramid upside down, basically. And then you know, you get Have you guys you ever the... seen this thing? The shift oh yeah, is? that's in the museum. That's in well, the, yeah, the, the one in the museum is supposedly like a facsimile, and the real one, I mean, it looks close to it, but these things. I watched this a, a couple of videos on this thing because some of the points and, and, oh shit, what is this? I think this is basalt. Um, and so it's, it's all, really hard stone. It, it's stone. This is a stone. So this guy comes on from like skeptic guide and he starts just shitting on it. Like, yeah, we've known, we've gradually learned how to work with stone over the years. So like dickhead, this is from three to 5,000 years ago. And look at this thing. And he's like, yeah, well, there's a lot of stuff from back then. We don't know how to use it. Doesn't mean it was of any importance. In a few like, thousand years, this would disappear. Yes. So let's say I put this on the ground right now. Yep. Just leave it there. In Ten years. A thousand years, there would be not a single sign of this ever existing. Well, mm. and, and even if you found one of those and the network 
to connect it, you would have a useless thing in your hand. You'd be like, well, what the fuck is this? It doesn't do anything. You know, but then imagine when they connect all the net, like they get 5G going again, and this fucking thing is just pulling up information. That's a wild. It's got no, it's 6G. It's 6G, boy. It's that's why that's when we get it all online. 6G exists already. I mean, when 5G, when 4G was rolling out, 5G was already being developed. It's just the problem is 4G already shows signs it could be damaging to humans. Um, even my brother, who is a pathologist, he studied the stuff and he always says, you know, don't do this. Do this. Mm-hmm. That's what So 4G. the annoying, the, the Mexicans that talk really loud on speakerphone, they're actually doing it right. Yep. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So and the other thing, the radiation emitted in your yeah. pocket. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, so the this is the range of bad radiation. Yep. Bad radiation is bad. Wow. Interesting. You wonder why all of us are going to have one testicle in about two generations. Like half our face is going to be gone. Like Carrying a phone in your pocket. You're not going to have one hip, but you know, <laughs> it's just, it's scary shit. But hey, but at least you got that new iPhone, you know? Yeah, the iPhone 37 at that point. Yeah. Oh, no, that's I still can't get service anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I want to switch gears real quick because I've been on a a old comedy kick right now. I've been in this like nostalgic 80s and 90s kick for the last like two, three weeks. And so I've been going back and watching mindless comedies and i wanted to know what like 80s and 90s like kind of what's your favorite mindless comedy like i was i have a a soft spot for like son-in-law or uh you know dude where's my car like these real brainless comedies that they're just so fucking funny man i'll I'll come out here with dude where's my car because there's a lot of hidden truth in that oh yeah dude dude, where's my car (laughs) screen It's a fun one. I was going to come out and just say uh, Weekend at Bernie's. I mean, that's just an incredible movie. And it's I mean, like, it's our president right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and if you watch the movie, I watched it a long, long time ago, but you watch it and you watch it from like an observant eye. The amount of drug use and what real fuckery is happening in the movie right. is horrifying. Yep. In, like, in Weekend at Bernie's? murder people with the heroin and, the, yeah. and yeah. the lawyer at the beginning of the movie just does a line of coke and it goes back to them. But you, they don't show you that he just did drugs. But, you know, it's, oh, he just did a line. Oh, okay, that's why their faces were like, okay. <laughs> when all, aren't they all like bankers, like investment bankers too? Yeah. Uh, they Well, yeah, they were. Yeah, they were in the finance world. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's great. And yeah, dude, where's my car? Me and... uh you know, Brandon, the you know my, my cousin and the old co-host of the show, that was like our favorite movie. He was Ashton Kutcher when we were like reenacting it, and I was uh, Sean William Scott, dude. It's a great <laughs> movie. It's so fun. I've always wanted an Adidas jumpsuit because of that movie. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> it's a great movie. That's a good, good movie, dude. Um, that's, that more not, that's more than that was 2000s. 2000. That was yeah. early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But still the same idea. Um, yeah, I was in because in that era you had like all I mean, I was a big Sean William Scott guy because like yeah. you get into American, Pie. American Pies and uh, role models and all those just hilarious movies. I don't yeah, think Paul a good Rose movie's been good. made uh, 
since like 2009. I, I mean, can anyone say like a well, good it was, movie? It's 2012. It's mm-hmm. when everything shifted. It, it, mm-hmm. it lit- literally, you look mm-hmm. post 2012 at the creativity, and it's a lot of just remakes. Mm-hmm. There's no originality anymore. Hey, you um, know what? I, I what kind of remake I'm a fan of though. They're bringing uh, Michael Keaton back for Batman uh, in the Aquaman movie. That's a bad. good good call. Hey, big fan of that. Remember what was the eighties uh, or nineties show with uh, Corky Thatcher? Like life goes on, I think. Oh maybe? yeah, yeah, yeah. They're bringing that back now. No. Yeah, they're mm. doing a. They're. I just saw it. Uh, uh, I forgot where it was. It was an article or something on how they're bringing that back, and I was like, "What? That's why." I mean, why? that that wasn't a show that I was ever into. I, I remember being like, "What?" Yeah. You know what I mean? But the then ones? they bring it back all woke, like they just put out That's... that that '90s show on on Netflix, yep. and it's like. There's a gay kid in there, and it's like, Ugh. you know, it's like Ugh. all this. Like, <laughs> do, do you remember Red from the '70s show? Uh-huh. Like, come on, you're telling me now he's woke, right? <laughs> like Red's cool with this. Like he was calling people dumbasses left and right. What's he calling them now? Like, you know, you can't call them names even. Like, goofball, no, it's, you it's goofball. Kids. It's their kids that are in it. You see. It, it's their so grandkids. It's, it's, yeah. It's not, yeah, it's not them. It's their children. And then, yeah, the, the parents. Yeah. They're, yeah, a grandkid. I mean, it's kind of entertaining. Right, but they still have to put that, like, woke element in it. It's like, I don't remember dealing with that shit in the 90s. Like, not as bad, though, as you it's, as other shows and movies. Yeah. They're that was still... the whole thing about the gay community was that it was fringe. It wasn't supposed to ever be mainstream. Like, gay people, I, I think, like, even, like, logical gay people would agree that it's like, yeah, like, you know, we don't really kind of fit in. You know, we're, like higher we're... learning was real edgy because of that because they had the, they hit everything in that movie from the, mm-hmm. the girl going lesbian to the you know, the racism and the whole classism. I mean, that was a big one for all that stuff. And that's nineties is where you started seeing it. It was real edgy to be gay. And then in the two thousands, it was just like, you know, super. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and like, even in the nineties, like, you know, there was that idea where like, if there's a black dude in, in some sort of horror movie, he's dying first, you know, (laughs) he's dying first. And it wasn't racist. Now that would be a racist idea because of how goofy shit is. It was just kind of one of those things where it's like, it's kind of like a joke, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, South Park, again, not to, you know, just continue talking about it. It's just such a good show, dude. I mean, like people need to watch the chat GPT show that they just released is incredible. I don't know if you guys watch this. They're making new episodes of South Park. Yeah, there's they uh, just HBO. nine seasons. Yeah. They are no. How many seasons is it? Do you know, Luis? How many seasons oh, they have to do? 26. Oh, it's way more than, than that. Uh, no, they signed on to do an additional oh, certain yeah, amount yeah. of seasons so, and then so like the nine HBO. movies. So, okay. So I just heard. So H when HBO, uh, so they so, and so when they sold the show, the only thing is that they also gave back a lot of back content to Paramount. Right. So they're super, the H- HBO is like hella pissed right now at the team because the way they structured the contract, they basically fooled them. <laughs> so no, they, I mean, they so got their cake and they ate it too. Yeah. I mean, that's why Park, the Park, Park, they went and bought the after, after they became basically billionaires, they went and bought that uh, chain, that food chain. 
and the and the mayor of the city was like, "Yay, that's fun." <laughs> yeah, I forgot what what was the chain that Casi the the Mexican Cas- Casa Bonita. Yeah, he they they were like, we were gonna buy the whole company. Yeah, dude. I like, mean, yeah, yeah cool. I <laughs> I actually looked up their net worth. It's like six hundred million for one and four hundred million for another one. So, so between put them together, the two make them. a billionaire. Oh, it, I mean, it's why a certain amount of money. It doesn't matter. It's just literally a number on a balance sheet. They're expecting right. whatever the hell they want, whenever they want access to anything. Yep. Yeah, when I was it's... little. My parents used to let, let us watch South Park with the volume turned off. <laughs> so you could what? watch the cartoon. <laughs> right and it's like looking back on it now like they that was just as bad it. right it was probably worse no context <laughs> like the opposite of scrambled porn ooh, ooh. <laughs> no, no. they remember the ufo right. episode the cartman yeah yeah where yeah. the whole satellite comes out of his ass <laughs> yeah like no they... context you get no context yeah. you see a, a ufo coming out of por- cartman it's like what's going on <laughs> If you have uh, Paramount Plus or HBO or whatever it is that it's on right now, I think it's on Hulu. Maybe, maybe definitely HBO. It's, it's probably it's on HBO Max for sure. They they released a Chat GPT episode recently, and it's it, I mean they just came out with this just like a couple days ago, and it is perfect. It, it shows like the the craziness of what's going on right now with like content creation. The whole premise of the episode is like Stan is talking with his girlfriend, but it's never Stan talking with him. He's like, man, I don't have time to talk to her. So he's just having the chat GPT, you know, say everything <laughs> that the that the girlfriend wants to hear constantly in text messages. And she's like, I love you more than ever, you know, and, and it gets it's... even crazier right now because of all the the video capabilities. Right. right. And we were talking about this last week, I think, with the filters now that you can, you know, you we can be zooming right now and somebody can have a filter up. Yeah. We were talking about it last week, because now if you put your hand in front of your face, the lips don't go on my hands. Your lips right. stay there. And so you can be talking with somebody on yeah. video and, and they're still deceiving you. Yeah, we're not even here right now. Uh, this is <laughs> <laughs> chat Nico and chat Rosie. <laughs> These are our avatars. I mean, in theory, you will eventually be able to train a system to operate as you to a given extent and make that version your uh, mini clone of you. I have a problem with all this tech side of it. I think we can do a lot of this shit naturally and we're forcing it into a technological side because I think there was like you know, people had telekinetic powers back in the day when they were more connected. I feel like there's a lot more power within us that we think the only way we're going to get it is through a machine or interacting with a machine. Whereas if we went deeper inside, there's a better well, chance. Of if us I told you, it. you could achieve it, but it would take you 10 years of meditation. Or I can plug this into your veins and you get the same ability in two days. Yes. Yeah. And that's humanity nowadays. Do you want it mm-hmm. quick and easy or do you want to work for it? And that's the problem with us. We would rather the quick, easy fix, which in the long run is synthetic. It's not natural and it's not the same. It's never going to be. It's a, it, it's a replication of the real thing. Do you so, think humans actually had these abilities back then, or do you think that that's just some sort of like fantastical idea? Without a doubt, I, I think I yeah. think they did. I mean, let's go a little woo here. I mean, we've had moments where we've had like it, just the simple thing, like if I'm at work or whatever, I can predict when she's going to call, and it's not like a 
pattern. I've had a situation one time where I was in the shower meditating, like I was sitting on the floor in the shower, sitting there, and I was just saying her name. And this was like early in the morning. And she came upstairs and went into the bathroom and was like, why did I come up here? Again, that could be just pure coincidence, but. Well, your radio, your radio. Yes. So, yeah. so there is, this, this is the thing. There is confirmation of something of the sort. Now, the problem is how do you harness it and focus? Right. It? But mm-hmm. Right. Something of that. I have had a similar situation myself with a, an old partner. I heard her thought and I responded to her. And she was like, I didn't say anything. What? You we just responded to my thought. All the yes. time in the car, I'll say something. She'll be like, why did you just say that? I was just thinking about it. And I know a lot of it is behavioral patterns and getting used to a person and, you know, predicting thoughts. But there is this like magical element to it that frequency. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's, it, we, it's like a radio, mm-hmm. right? We talked about it before and you, you can turn it. And if you guys are in tune, you're going to hear that sweet music. Right. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you tweak that radio and get off the same frequency, you're going to hear static until mm-hmm. you tune into the next station. And that may not be you to do that. Maybe you and your son, Nico. Right. right? And, and Matt, and- how many times have I sent you something and you've been like, no fucking way, dude. Like yeah. it was just and vice versa. It happens yeah. a lot. It's just. I'm telling I I know I can't say 100 percent of fact, but like we we can hone this in somehow. I don't, it might take 10 years of meditation. It might take dumb luck. Who knows? But like, and, we are definitely capable of it. And I think another thing is we also have things working against us. They didn't with the bombardment of different frequencies and waves that are hitting us on a constant basis with the fact that our air is polluted, right? And and, and they, they spray our skies. That's a disconnect from the natural mm-hmm. light. And I think there's been so many disconnects and unnatural barriers put in the way that yeah i think it's going to take more than it would have taken them because of what's been done to us and what's inside i mean us chemically i mean we've we've been poisoned you know how no matter how well you eat your body's not as clean as it needs to be and organic food i mean it's like a joke now even organic or labeled organic still has pesticides and shit sprayed on it Mm -hmm. like you can't trust anything anymore yeah and I just think I, 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 after the research that I'm doing and looking into a lot of this stuff, and then you look at some, you know, you look at the, especially in the Far East, there's a lot of, of you could say, documentation or myths of different forms of communication, different forms of travel, uh, you know, anti-gravity stuff that they had that we don't have. And I think that explains a lot of the, and it's, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, that's woo-woo. But no, we anti-gravity is not woo-woo. If if you can, <laughs> I don't know how to you even can, describe well, it. Well, well, a better way is thinking about gravity cancellation or gra- yeah. gravity nullification. There you, go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can think of that objective force as if you can try to nullify it, then it would seem as if you're having anti, but you're just nullifying the effects. Potentially, that could be a way to play around with it and that's potentially how it exists i mean with the insane amount of ufo sightings that have existed since we have been recording uh the idea for thousands of years because there's not a recent situation there's a huge old painting from the 1500s where it was a town in germany and the 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 sky was covered in in so that wood carving yeah there is other sightings 
in, in hundreds of years later, same thing. So people are not just making this stuff up when, when people, they, when you were in school, you were like, oh, this is just mythology. This is like, it came from somewhere. Where was that somewhere? Why are you always defaulting to fantasy? Because that's all you understand is fantasy. Because now, do you do you think we, the recent stuff is more Project Bluebeam with this recent uptick of UFO oh, things? I mean, there's been like real crazy UFO sightings. Forget about what the hell happened with the government. That was that was uh, the government just screwing around with people. That was just mm-hmm. balloons. Yeah. What they did was the NORAD's detection system. They were filtering out those balloons. Somebody was like, why don't we turn that filter off? Bloop. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, well, well, there's a lot of balloons out here now. So mm-hmm. NORAD was always seeing it. They just turned mm-hmm. off the filter, but they, sh- they spent a million dollars because they shot two of the missiles, plus the fact that it cost uh, over $100,000 to get one of those jets off the ground. People don't get it. The moment that jet powered on, it was $80,000. Just when the power, on, the power came on on the jet. Shooting 90s spent, missiles at them, you know? We're, we're shooting 400, sidewinders. 400,000 per missile. Yep. And they shot two. And they, they explained they couldn't shoot bullets because the because of the altitude and the plane has to go to a minimum speed. So this basically would catch up to the bullets. That's why they were explaining they couldn't shoot bullets at it. So when do you draw the line between, like, government psyop and actual UFO sighting? I mean, I think that that's... It's a it's a really hard thing to do. I mean, you see UFO sightings happening all over Latin America, and trust me, those countries do not have the the budgets to fake it. But don't you think that the U.S. The does because the U.S. has their long dick the in US... all of Latin America? Just, yeah, but the U.S. is not faking anything over I there. Did... If anything, it's experimental aircraft. That's a different situation altogether. Yeah, that would I, still I... be a UFO, though. Yes. Yes, but uh, shape-shifting sh- uh, ships are generally not on the recipe of American technology that we know of. That we, we, can do, know of. we can do propulsion we without, without uh, navigation. Well, yeah, you're right. Um, so you can look up, even on YouTube, people are building uh, lift without uh, propellers or anything. And a few years ago, I saw this guy that built a bigger version that it could float very well, and he was trying to sell it to the military and such. Evidently, that technology has been around since 2009. So mm. we probably have uh, drones that don't have blades flying through the skies silent. So that's probably in existence. If the Chinese, which are experts at drones, and the idea with the Chinese is what they're developing for weapons is imagine you shoot like a thousand drones at a battleship. That distorts the, the, the targeting system of a battleship. So with that, you just shoot one missile after you threw the, the, the swarm and boom, you destroyed a $2 billion battleship with just drones. Mm. Yeah. And anybody interested in more on, you know, um, unidentified and, and, and objects like that, go check out Generation Z on YouTube and his Patreon, because I, I've done a couple podcasts with him the last couple of weeks on some free energy stuff. And we did one, we just recorded one last night on electric universe with uh, Matthew Smith from marvelous old world. And we were talking about a lot about UFOs and anti-gravity and he's just a next level mind. He 
he actually he's a scientist he works in labs he does lots of high-end experiments and man the stuff that he was talking about is just next level so go mm. go check out generation z dave dave is a wealth of knowledge if anyone's interested in this stuff yeah he is a very smart dude i don't understand half of the shit he says but Me yeah, neither. we were dude. joking last night we're like do not trip and listen to dave talk because <laughs> you'll go insane and then and then matt matt's like okay fine i'm just gonna smoke and i'm gonna sit and listen to this podcast probably two more times because he, I mean, he's just, it, it was amazing stuff he, we were talking about. It was so, so fun. Yeah, interesting dude, for sure. I, I like that kind of shit. It's what needs to be talked about, man. This, you know, if uh, if that stuff's talked about on like a normal, casual level, then it becomes more normalized. And I think that it kind of like just helps lift up like the the average like understanding of all this shit. So well, it's good, he man. Out with an interesting uh, idea last night telling us that, you know, a lot of the stuff that NASA has pushed out there is half of the story, like literally half, like their, their diagrams and stuff where they say that things end at one point. No, it keeps going and forms a circuit and, and they've literally manipulated things to invert or distort to the fact that, he, and he's like, it's just, they, they keep feeding us bullshit. Where does he sit on the whole space and like flat earth thing? uh i don't know i you'd have to ask him i because you mean, know what he, if he's a, if he's a glober i'd love to have him and bob talk because oh god i mean no no it's not worth it bob um bob, bob, bob we've seen bob debate we're good with i know bob's i debate. just want to i want to see because i don't i don't think that the way you know i love bob i just don't think no that me flat too earth... i just i don't want another flat earth debate i'm done with it i'm still but I, I know I, but the thing is i want see that's the thing i want these flat earthers to realize that they're all just regurgitating each other's propaganda no one is able to know but flat earthers are very very like they're willing to die on their shield when it comes they're to this conversation to die on erroneous math which i love that part they're like but this math but i'm like what Dude, See, that's the thing. And I'm not talking shit about flat earthers because it is an interesting debate. The 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 points that they bring up are very interesting. But I would just love for somebody that is very like legitimately intelligent and not funded by NASA, like fucking Neil deGrasse Tyson or any of these people to come and just like talk to somebody that is logical. Right. I, I mean, tr I tried and he screamed at me like a petulant child. Oh, you talked with Bob? Yeah. It, yeah, it he is, does it, that. He I, does he, that. He, he gets broke. very angry. He just uh, broke. again, again. But, shout out Bob. I I like Bob a lot. <laughs> I love he's a, Bob. He's a Don't get me wrong. Right. It's just the, the he's heated about it, and it's like that's why I want to have I want to have a discussion where there's it's almost illegal to call each other names. It's illegal to yell we, like we, we, had, buzzer. we had one. We yeah, had one. So do that's what I'm fun. saying. It's that's possible. what I'm saying. I brought this up a while ago when we were talking about this. Run it like a UFC fight where the referees are actually going to call penalties. If you if you throw an ad hominem out, that's a negative point. You're doing you're doing three five minute rounds or maybe three ten minute fifteen minute rounds, and you're sitting there. And if somebody says, "Dude, you're a fucking idiot," that's a negative point. And all these things are ten nines minimum. If somebody throws an insult, that's a point deduction, so it's a ten eight. And every insult after that is a, you know, 10, seven, 10, six. And it gets to the point where it's like, yeah, you have to have a respectable discussion. Um, I don't know. It, to me, it's just interesting because 
the flat earth uh, versus globe earth thing is very, it's very goofy to me, uh, the way, how that gets heated, where there's so many other more important things. I, I That's not relevant to me. The flat earth no. versus round earth thing is not important. But no, I, think I used that to be it, into it, and it just, I, like like everything else, I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think, I think it's that, an energy vampire because I don't think it's flat or round. It's probably right. a fucking cube yeah. or like a convex <laughs> weird uh you know some pentagon or an or egg or you know it's it's a it's flat within a circle it's it's just who cares yeah I mean, right i we, get the fact that they lie and i understand i don't know what it is but right that's not debatable nobody they, does <laughs> you know like you, you you can't nobody's been up there to see what's down here the pictures well, we've seen are bullshit I, I i will say that we are reaching that point where it'll be more accessible so That'll be uh, the end of that debate in a few in a while. But the the real debate, which I I find it hilarious, some flat earthers transition to uh, simulation theory, which mm. has more validity. That was me. Yeah, has more validity to it. So if you want to speak about flat Earth, like wait, why don't you just look at it deeper and think, well, if the Earth is flat, then the Earth is a simulation. Yes, and it's right. all about perspective. And 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 this is why uh, you won't you know, sound as ridiculous if you say that the universe is a simulation because actual quantum physicists also support to a degree that potentiality in relationship to the absolute. Like the idea that we are base reality is lower than the idea that we that we're not. And it all boils down to your consciousness. If you think this place is flat all you're going to find is signs that it's flat if you think it's a globe you're going to find all the information you need to support since that I, since i was a kid i saw that i could see the curvature so i don't know what to tell people i could see the but that's me when right. i look at the sky i can see the curvature of the atmosphere even though people would think that's not possible that's yeah, it's all your perspective like matt said it just it literally depends on how your brain sees the universe so if you see it as a hot dog it, it's you we live on hot dog <laughs> earth you know what i mean like, you got hot dogs on the mind there i got hot dogs on the mind <laughs> no, have, did you make the dog. spaghetti dog i have made them in the past lovely <laughs> we used to do shit to like piss my aunt off because my aunt uh they like to really pretend that they're like high society type people so like <laughs> we would do like shitty things to go to like uh say christmas eve or whatever and she'd tell everyone you have to bring like a dish so we would do spaghetti stuck through hot dogs boil them <laughs> and make like the little spaghetti noodle thing fuck yeah or like one time we took we bought one of those big giant buckets of cheese balls and we stuck like fancy toothpicks in each one and put them on a platter fuck and yeah it just pisses her off everyone ate them but like just anything to like <laughs> piss her off. And like, there's just a platter of cheese balls on her fancy charcuterie table, you know, just <laughs> nice. Make like two cheese balls with a piece of salami in the middle. And it's like, a yeah, nice just like trashy ass shit. We would do that's not nice. irritator. What uh, would you dip? What would be the trashiest thing to deep dip the cheese ball into? nacho cheese i mean just like make it a cheese oh no, that actually sounds good no you gotta think of like a <laughs> choice ranch dressing then something just <laughs> oh, oh, oh man yeah ranches that go to trash dip but what about like um that actually that, that's it that's the worst combination i think you could think of potentially cheese balls cheese ball and ranch 
Yeah, yeah probably, I don't know, it tastes good though. I, like, you imagine it tastes good. It's like, uh, what about like uh, like peanut sauce, right? Well, like they the, said uh, watermelon and mustard, which I haven't tried, but evidently watermelon and mustard mixes well. There's this thing called Cracker Cuisines that's on Instagram, and he sh- he does all kinds of trashy foods. Like he'll mix like chocolate milk and mayonnaise, and it's things that's just like combinations that people tell him to try. And uh, it's pretty interesting. I, I really get a get a good kick out of that show whenever he drops new videos. Or like the, the guy that cooks old recipes on TikTok. That guy, like the fast talker, the 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 blonde fast talker. You guys have seen him? Uh-uh. No. Oh, he's he's great. He he just uh, really high energy, and he just cooks really old recipes from sometimes over a hundred years ago. And just tries to see how they taste. And that's right up Matt's alley there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude, that's I mean, what you need to do, dude. You need to have a fucking cooking. Four thousand. He had four thousand concurrent watchers the other day. I mean, I have another. I know another TikToker. He just does ASMR, and he, he's gotten up to twenty thousand concurrent watchers. How many bots though? Yeah, no. TikTok is tough. No, no, no. Like, I mean, he got up to twenty thousand, but he has he gets on every four thousand, so he makes a living hmm. on that. Hey, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, it's it. work. bots it's are paying me, I'll take the money. You know what I mean? People like, yeah, that's a that's a sideshow for you, buddy. 1800s cooking. Yeah, there oh, is sounds... a show on that on YouTube. I've seen. But still explore because yeah. you can do your own twist on things. And honestly, that's the thing about when you create is what's your version. And if your version uh, connects to an audience and connects because of your language and your structure that's what matters really i gotta get in costume right right to get like uh, a dude, so speaking of this renaissance fairs what are your guys thoughts oh, i've Jesus always God. wanted to go to a big, renaissance fair try to get in armor and fight someone dude massive I used, fan i used to think they were retarded and now i would go in a heartbeat oh yeah man no we have one every year here in in uh, phoenix and they're a blast they're so good what are you? Are you skeptical, Nico? I mean, no, I'm into it, man. I oh, no, I medieval see him going as a wizard. So, man. Every oh, yeah. month, every month they have uh, sword fights. Uh, in, here in Central Park. Uh, oh, LARPing. Have, no, they're fighting. oh, like the guy that we had on. Ryan. They're actually. They're actually yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. Really but fights LARPing. with armor and shit. Yeah, yeah what's that legit. shit called? I don't know. I went after I heard that episode. I went down a rabbit hole and watched it, and it's freaking intense, dude. It's dude. crazy. Like, yeah, and using real weapons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, you, that's. I mean, obviously shit. they're blunted, but they're fighting. But they're, they're hitting each other full, full flesh, full, full contact. They're not I, I can back. assure you, this is full contact yeah. sport. That's insane. Yeah, man. Get the Have fuck you guys out. ever it's been amazing. to medieval times? Medieval times, no, but dude, I'll show you something right now. Dude, they right use there. like wooden swords at medieval yeah. times. That shit's so nerfed. Which, uh-huh. by the way, if you think about it, liability-wise, wait, you're hitting each other with wooden sticks. What if that wood flies off while steel barely ever like breaks? Yeah, yeah. But you're in. They're in like an arena. You're up high, but it was uh, just. True. They give you like a, you know, silver platter with like half a chicken on it when you go oh, there. God. Yeah, look yeah. at that. Is it worth going to a place like that? I mean, I went when I was in like sixth grade and I thought it was awesome. And Dude, I was it's, big into like all that stuff. Epic. That, yeah. Half it's, chicken, baked potato. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You mm-hmm. get like an old school dinner. There was this episode of Iron Chef where they made a medieval dinner. And I thought it was such a great thing to watch. It was literally it was mushrooms, pheasant. Uh, and something else. Pheasant is delicious. Have you guys ever had 
pheasant before? Yeah, dude, I make pheasant like I used they to make it fun of often. it in The Sopranos. Paulie was making fun of it. But yeah, no, it tastes good. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think I have. Smoked yeah, dude, pheasant, no, dude, it's it's phenomenal. It's epic. <laughs> and you yeah. feel like a giant because you can uh-huh. eat an entire thing to yourself if you're yeah. really hungry. <laughs> so it's like eating a full turkey dinner, like but like the full turkey yourself. But dude, yeah, Renaissance fairs are super fun. Uh, everyone should go to at least one. Now, do you go full garb, right? No, no, I go there and and I just hang out. Just I would. Weird. I, I mean, dude, I haven't been to one in, in probably 10 years. But if I went today, I would absolutely definitely go as something. Go, I don't know what. And with the idea that you're going to change clothing and then you switch clothing in and then you just blend in. No, yeah. I'm driving there. I'm driving there in my garb. You uh, riding a horse? Uh, if I can get one for free, you know, I'll ride a horse to Phoenix. That's about 100 miles. <laughs> Your ass will be sore for a month. Yeah, just go to sleep. I got to arrive a week early just to recover. And then, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you're going full rent on, you know. You're 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 doing the whole experience. From yeah, man. No, door. it's a blast. And then those in like fucking like steampunk festivals, like festivals are where it's at, man. They're fun. They're a good time. And like, you know, maybe they seem a little nerdy. But you just got to like kind of like let yourself go to the whole fun funness of it. I hit up yeah. Comic-Con once in New York City. It was awesome. That's that's got to be such a good time. Oh, dude, it was so much fun. Again, I went in skeptical of it. I'm like, oh, this is going to be just weird. Dude, you meet so many fucking cool people there. Like so many people with cool stories. It's awesome. OK, so where do you draw the line? Would you go to a furry convention? Fuck no. I would. No. I once was in a bar and slowly, slowly <laughs> I love this story into, already. It turned into a pup uh, beat up. So, you know, I've seen those men. Remember the the colonel that was wearing one of those? Uh, yeah, I don't like those dominatrix dog things. That puppy play shit. I'm not into that. I'm yeah, into the, the furry thing. Where it's not gay. Slowly turn into that. And I was like, yeah, oh, no. I mean. No kink shame, but I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I converted. And we yeah. we were just finishing, but I was like, oh, okay. That's that that's a choice. I just never was in the room where everybody was slowly turning into that as the see, like, I would watch it. There I have this rule in my head where I'll watch anyone have sex with anyone as long as they're willing to have sex, right? Like anyone. I'll watch have sex with anybody. No kids, no fucked up, you know, rape shit. But if they're two willing people, I'll watch it. You know, Oprah and Donald Trump, tell me you're not watching them have sex. If they're right in front of you, you're watching that shit. Okay. Um, anybody. Did Oprah didn't uh Trump bang Condi Rice. Was that uh, her in that video? Or no, there was a deep fake. You didn't see the deep fake porn with Trump. No. <laughs> no, I only watch AOC deep fakes. Those oh, are there's, fun. There's one of Trump banging somebody. I can't remember who it is. There's probably somebody yelling at me right now. And then there's one of Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> oh, God, what are you watching? Uh, okay, your watch history must break people's brains. Yeah, when the future civilization finds hacks into the 5G and that's all they find is <laughs> just all these just deep fakes. Yeah. What were your politics of Nancy Pelosi? Mm-hmm. They're like, this lady was a fucking congresswoman in New York. This chick that's just sucking a huge cock. Yeah, man, it's it's fun, you know. But uh, yeah, Nico, good point bringing up the uh, the Renaissance festivals. I think that ours might be coming up here in Arizona. We also have like the one. Greek festivals and stuff. You're going to one, you said. Yeah, no, I, I 
I want to go to one. But oh, uh, dude. another question. Have you ever been to the Tucson Gem mm-hmm. Show? Of course, man. I didn't get to go this year, but I go all the time. You, usually every year. I was just low on funds this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't want to go and, and be tempted into buying shit. But it's a good time. And uh, a lot of a lot of interesting people at those that, that sell shit. Mm-hmm. It's massive. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I went to the one that's in Massachusetts this year, whatever the Crystal Rock Gem Mineral Show. And it was pretty cool, but I've heard the Tucson one is just like insane. And it's like six weeks long or something like that, isn't it? Is this what you were talking about? Oh, this is. <laughs> yes, this is a uh, a $25,000 Lego uh, Harley or motorcycle that this guy's showing off on a show here. Check this out. Permission to, carefully. Touch, permission to touch one bit. Very carefully. It's like you guys will get a chance to have a look at this in a moment, but even the brake levers, oh. even the brake levers work. That's the level That's of detail. Cool. Like the, the brake cables. One of my favorite bits is the suspension and the engine on this. Oh, oh no! no. Oh, oh, that had to be on What have we can fix it (laughs) that actually is fixable but it's just yeah yeah but it took it took 175 people or or 35 people 175 hours to get that thing done the thing is the reason why i think it's fake is because that's glued so if that were glued that wouldn't shatter like that it would have had to have been glued you'd think when you when you do those sculptures they're constantly adding glue to it so i've Mm -hmm. seen people do it it doesn't break no it would just do like yeah that's uh that breaks your heart saying that so yeah Yeah, you'd think that was was staged but that was good staging it was good yeah it's on the lego website i was like oh this is yeah it's good it's marketing yeah here's they were like you're gonna pay you to do it again i'm like oh okay cool yeah, no, I would, I would absolutely lose my shit if I saw. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that, if you like, built that hits too? me on like an emotional level. But like okay. the price of Legos is insane right now. Have right. Matt does like your son into Legos at all? I mean, not as much as he used to. He used to be big into Legos like two, three years ago. Like when he was uh, seven, he got into mm-hmm. a big Mario Lego and Star yep. Wars Lego. Dude. <laughs> Some of those sets were a couple hundred bucks. Exactly. Right. Like there was a Millennium Falcon one I saw. It was like nine hundred dollars. Yep. <laughs> for a Lego, I was like, "What?" Like they have them now I... with you know like hydraulic lifts and stuff in them. There, there's some real high end Legos. Some stuff. of that connect to your fucking smartphone and shit. I yep. bought a goddamn yep. uh, fifty dollar bonsai tree Lego set that I put together. It's pretty dope. That's Rosie cool. wants that one. The bonsai tree Lego. Oh, dude, I'll bring it out real quick before we get out of here. That was a good time. Go, go, go. Go yeah, dude, it. it was sick. While we're waiting, I'll I'll play this. Ryan's going to show uh, his bonsai tree. Oh, shit. What happened? It's up deep in your machine. What good stuff did, can we see? Yeah. Huh? yeah they're, they're insane. My son has, like, these Mario Legos that connect to the iPad, and it, like... Oh, I saw that one. Yeah, and, it, like, you can make the whole course and play a level old mario no, the, the the fun uh, vr one is uh the one we can do with the switch oh that's cool she's right. a little dusty here but you know these pink things are frogs oh yeah yeah <laughs> and they tell you to either put on the green or the pink and the white and we put on all of them that's so it's cool. extra big you know we we're real rebels over here 
And what's cool is that, you know, this thing's a little like display thing. So, you know, you set it on there. I mean, this is what's cool, dude. Like they, they make this shit marketable for, you know, middle-aged people. So mm-hmm. there it is. Oh, is that the Lego? Yeah. Yeah. It's a little Lego tray. Oh, I love it. I wanted one of those. You wanted one yeah, for Christmas. Yeah. Oh. See, and then that's... there's like a bouquet, a floral bouquet too. But you know yeah, there's a nice company. flower one. When you can sell to children and adults, and they're both like not judging the company because the company's smart enough to not get into politics. Dude, the Lego, I think you're <laughs> uh Swedish or something, or no, uh Danish. 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 And it dude, means they play are nice. It trend Lego translates to play nice. Play nice. Yeah. The story of that company is incredible. I think that there's a uh you know a, a breakdown of it on like Netflix or some shit, and it's just a wild like the innovation at that company. It's like, dude, if any of us were that creative, like a fraction of that, I mean, you're, you're never having a fucking like work again. And they like turned it into something nice. And they have know? a rabid following, too. Dude, yeah. I mean, people are obsessed with this shit. You know, there's people that like spend free time just creating like new pieces. Yeah, there's people that they that have, can like, make. Whole, their whole basement is scenes, you know, like to the team. well with 3d printing now there's people that are like you know making 3d printing um you know mechanisms and shit that fit in with the whole lego universe and stuff it's wild dude it's a it's a fascinating uh concept of the whole thing but well like yeah, you dude, said they have a great idea where they work with the people right people are selling them ideas and they're buying you know different concepts left and right i just saw uh, another star wars one there was some cool star wars set that some kid just created and he sold it to Lego and I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. They're like, yeah, yeah. it'll be available in like summertime. Cause you know how prideful those people are that sell. They're like, yeah, I sold this shit to Lego. And then they're like, just fucking like sold on the company. Yep. They're telling their friends about it and it's like continuing to be talked about. So yeah, dude, Lego's the shit, man. Like I- I'm not a huge, like this is the only Lego thing that we have here, but it's just, you know, it's, it's a dope company. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love doing them. They've been out for a while. Over with them too. Oh, I know because like, I don't know. We get like the crazy. Your parents bought the older one that like Harry Potter thing. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Little guy like stuck all the stickers on the wrong thing, and oh. it was like it was heartbreaking, <laughs> man. And it's like they get mixed up, and I'm like so anal about it. I try to keep all the things in the right bag. Like, no, this piece goes to this, and he's just got to let go. I, I it's I meant to be a though. fun thing. Yeah, I take. I remember one of the most epic, epic Christmas presents I ever got was like an old school medieval Lego set. And my dad, uh, instead of like giving us the box for Christmas, he gave me the like uh, like whole built version of the Lego castle, and it was under the tree, like fully built already, and it had like trap doors and everything. It was so sick. And yeah, it was it was just one of the dopest things. I remember that Christmas for the rest of my life. It was wild. So yeah, dude, Lego Legos out there building memories. Sounds like I'm sponsored by these motherfuckers, but yeah, I'm not. It it's just a it's just a cool company, man. But yeah, going back to like '90s toys and stuff. What was your? Let, let's let's wrap it up on this. What was your favorite childhood toy? And everyone can go around. It doesn't have to be 90s. In the 80s, well, 90s. Matt and I were teenagers in the 90s. Yeah, so my know. childhood was the 80s. <laughs> yeah, mine too. My favorite toy in the 90s was a bong. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone count, else go first. It has glass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got to think. 
Hmm. For me, it was Ninja Turtles. I'm just going to, that was like most of my early childhood was Ninja Turtles related. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm in the Star uh, Star Wars or G.I. Joe action figure realm. That was huge. Like when we, and that, you know, either that, like Transformers, He-Man, it was a lot of action. That was the boom of the action figure era. Yeah. I remember, I remember going to my dad's uh, parents' house and we'd go up there for Thanksgiving and they'd bring out the old, my dad's old G.I. Joe, which are like, you know, Barbies now. They were the, the full, uh, I don't know if they were eight inch, six inch, eight inch dolls, but they, they were, were like big. 12, I think. Yeah, big dolls. Big and they yeah. act, the coolest part though, was they had a cannon and it actually fired a real length straw. So, and, and you could shoot that thing, you know, well across the room, you just pulled it back, let it pop. And, and, but the GI Joes were huge. And that was the thing. It was like, oh man, you can't really carry them around. They were bulky. And then they came out with these little four inch action figures. And that was just a game changer. Yeah. And that was Star Wars and GI Joe basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, All those things, Transformers 2, Beast Wars, uh, but also Gundams. I like to assemble the Gundams. I don't Ooh. know if you ever did the sets. Those are really fun and interesting. Uh, yeah. They're pretty complicated. They can take you up to six hours to build, especially like a master grade or, or perfect grade. But those are interesting. You can get them for pretty cheap, honestly, because they're yeah. basically plastic. Uh, well, it's like a Lego, but 10,000 times more complicated than Lego. Yeah, a lot more intricate than a Lego. Yeah, because it can go, it can literally yeah. do anything. And I saw that they're bringing those back. I saw some at Target like a couple days, a week ago. I bought one of those at Target just to see those models, but because it, it was an old model, like a recreation, it was a high grade one. Mm-hmm. But, and you would prefer, I mean, if you, that's a good one to start with. And mm-hmm. then you can go to Master, <laughs> then Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah don't, like don't, Nico, cool. just what you need, another vice. Yeah, um, no, I'm good. <laughs> no, but, no, it's, it's, well, it's something crazy. Uh, creative to just play around with it's like oh, okay how this goes and such oh yeah with Models. your obsessive yeah perfect mm-hmm. nico yeah uh... yeah <laughs> rosie did you have a favorite toy oh yeah well i was on the i i liked um he-man and she-ra i had those okay. action figures fair and then i remember even <laughs> begging to get the wrestling um oh the ring the ring I wanted that. Nico and so I talked weird. about this. I I don't know. I, I was such a tomboy, but I was like a ballerina too. So like I was like in beauty pageants and shit when I was like <laughs> little. So I don't know. It was like I was rebelling, or if I really liked that shit. But like I had like all the people, all the kids in the neighborhood were boys. I was always on the bike. I constantly hurt myself. Like, but no one cared, you know. Um, and so, <laughs> right. um, that. But then I had every My Little Pony. The whole thing. Hey, dude, My Little Ponies are iconic. Iconic. And I still can smell that smell of the My Little Pony. Yeah. It's such a unique smell. My sister had every single one of them. And it I was like Puerto Rico. I never understood the obsession with them. Oh my oh, god. They're <laughs> awesome. Like you, you can brush, brush their... them. Yes. They're iconic. Dude. You braid they... their hair, their tail. And then um they just came out with the vintage style ones at Target. Like two years ago so i collected a bunch of them and so, strawberry shortcake too 
She sure. Care Bears? Like, Any Care Bear Care action? Bears. Okay. Oh, yeah. And even, you know what I'm going to say? Garbage Pail Kids? The, I would collect those Garbage cards. Pail. But the original Cabbage Patch. Cabbage Patch Kids. Okay. Yeah. I, it was It was more like, it was so weird because after watching your, your stuff on it, Matt, it was like, whoa, my mom wanted me to have that more than I wanted it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I it realized like a, it was like a status symbol for your parents. Like if yes. you get your kid a cabbage patch, you were a worthy parent. It was right. like Furbies in the what, 90s. What was that robot Furbies. that spoke? The teddy bear? Teddy Ruxpin. Yes. Oh, it freaked me weird. out. It freaked me out. I had <laughs> well, one of those. It's even two. scarier when you take the tape out and he keeps talking. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's when you've got to fucking smash that shit with a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen that movie megan that that it's no. like a, i, I haven't that, seen dude. it but i saw the trailer for that yeah it's fairly good it's kind of corny kind of cheesy but it's also like it's like a uh ai version of chucky so if well, you're if okay. you're watching it the same mindset as chucky it's very good for modern times they also did a black mirror episode with miley cyrus yeah and, yeah yeah and that yeah. was a really good one to watch and it's the doll and the doll becomes sentient Yep, it's the same thought. That's the same concept as that Megan movie. Yeah. Mm. So, but dude, I got to share this because Nico, you mentioned Ninja Turtles, and by the way, Rosie, I mean, have you guys out with a new movie? No, 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 I'm not sharing a movie here. But I don't know if you guys have all watched like the toys that made us on Netflix. Speaking about this right now, everyone needs to watch that. Uh, There's WWE. There's My Little Pony. There's fucking Ninja Turtles. There's all these different great toys. That uh, brought up the 80s and 90s, kids. It's fucking epic. Absolutely incredible. Okay. This is an incredible mashup that some people were doing, and this is the only thing that I could find. I couldn't find an actual box of it, but there was a Star Wars Ninja Turtles mashup, and this is a nice Ninja Turtles Chewbacca and Yoda right here that they actually released in the 90s. These were C-3PO on his back? That's Yoda. No, that's C-3PO. Yeah, that's uh, Donatello C three PO. That's a broken C three PO. Okay, well then I guess they're Chewbacca. not sharing. They're not sharing the Yoda picture. But yes, this is Chewbacca, and then yeah, apparently there's uh, there's a nice uh, nice Dude, version of him. I'll have to post up, some of them because I well, still it, have. It was because Hasbro was the manufacturer, so Hasbro was the had the capability to mix the media up with the right permissions. Yeah, well, let me I have, see. Uh, the old they're they're all beat up and not in great shape, but I have like the universal monsters mashup with ninja turtles so it's like leonardo's the wolfman uh michelangelo's frankenstein i don't have those to sound fun um who else donatello's a vampire and uh who's the other one Raphael's like a mummy the the creative lines that were developing these products back then were pretty solid and and it's really sad to see that they just became those wwe mashups go up a little bit is it they the did Undertaker? Some yeah. Right here. Oh, that's awesome. Cena. Never saw those. Yeah. Never saw Macho those. and Sting. But yeah. they, they they created a TV show to sell a toy product. Now that's what the 80s was all about, though. Part of the right? reason why you don't trickle see down them economics, baby. Is because they became illegal. Give or take. The laws were changed. That's yep. why. YouTube actually broke these rules for a long period of time. So you could say YouTube kind of broke, uh, opened up the window for this type of product to come back out again. But it's interesting. 
it, it was the it was uh, basically no advertising to children law because we know how advertising to children has very uh, powerful effects. Yeah, for sure, dude. I mean, yeah, it's very. And then I have uh, a. I'm just trying to find a box. I have a Leonardo that's like a Indian chief, a Native American one. And it's like. Right. I mean, this that's so tough. politically you have incorrect. A yeah. Too. Hey. It is. Yeah, dude. It's turtle. Um, uh, am I spelling turtle wrong? No. Um, you, you spelled Chewbacca and Ninja wrong. Oh, I didn't look. Oh yeah, Ninja. Ninja. And it's just two C's in Chewbacca. Oh, two C's? Oh, yeah. Chewbacca. Okay. Ah. Hey, well, you know, I guess I just exposed I'm not really a fucking nerd here. Uh, yeah, they're not showing it. But yeah, dude, I saw this Pretty on rare. Instagram. Where? It's probably pretty rare. Try Google as well. You're using Bing, but try Google. Yeah, It's Google just for- in the box. It's like another level of just insanely cool uh, how, how this thing looks in the box. But I was going to show my favorite toy as a kid. Um, these Star Wars Polly Pocket type things. Oh, were absolutely- Mad- Max, Max, Max. What was it called? The Max, the, what were they called? I Yeah, I played with, not with Star Wars version. Max something? Do you guys remember those? Dude, I don't know what these things were, but they had R2D2, C3PO, and Darth Vader. It was and in that things. it was in that vein. Uh, yeah, they had a series. Transformers ones too, and they had uh yeah Ninja Turtle ones that would come Micro in a, Machines, a turtle. It's in the vein yeah. of Micro Machines. Yes, right. You could you could like go into that. This shit was another level. That's cool. amazing. They, those yeah, were, man. That's well uh, after my time, but those are so cool. But then they, Dude, they were really so tiny fun. toys because they can choke on them. Yeah, yeah, they got rid of them. I mean, I was I was well into my teens. Mighty Max, Mighty things. Max, Mighty Max. You ever there heard of Mighty go. Max? Look at that, Mighty Max sets. It's that's a Mighty Max set. That's essentially the same thing. Okay, so Mighty Max is what this is called. Let's see if we can find this because yeah, look dude, up I Mighty Max, which, because it was like Polly Pocket. So you can yep. you can you'll see now. But Mighty Max is like the male version. That of is a, the it says Star Wars Polly Pocket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mighty Max Star Wars set. See if I can spell this right. Star Wars set. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, these were just so cool, dude. Like, oh, uh, look at that. Wow. I mean, See, that's Mighty Max. So those first few is Street Mighty Max. Street Sharks and cool? shit. I mean, street you're having Oh, I had all the Street Sharks. Your parents up. could go out to dinner, leave you in a fucking room, dude. dude go up, up with okay. these toys. And you're look up a Skull time. Mountain. Look at that. Oh, look huh? at that. See, that's my, that Mighty Max thing. Well, Polly Pocket Mighty Max was the same vein, but go up. Go up. The mountain was really cool. Okay. Which one? Go up a bit more. That Skull Mountain. Right there. The red. That thing was so ridiculous. It just right. opened up. It was about this big, like from my table. So it was big. Yeah, like 12, 13 inches and it just opened up. And so that's the thing that's allowing like creative. See, that's those are people listing it. Yeah, you can try these, these things, man. You can literally get them. I mean, 81 bucks. bucks, $16. I mean, it's, it has no parts. Probably it's missing. Yeah. All parts. It's, I don't give a fuck. I'll I'll make the four hundred dollars <laughs> if it's mint. Oh, but, my God. But this is the thing with, with the box printing yeah. in about in about 15 years, you're going to be able to recreate this completely in your house. Yep. Right. I mean, it's going to take you a while. Like, I mean, it was. But such I, a good you can time, recreate though. every single one of those pieces. 
just that you can 3D print. And the thing is, we can now have a multicolor 3D printing. Now we can do multiple colors. I've seen some 3D printers easily do four colors. Yep. But um, eventually we're going to get to a, a ridiculous point. The only thing is when you're doing multiple colors, the amount of waste, but you can you can recycle it. But the amount of waste that's generated uh, is ridiculous. The filament waste. But those so, are the figures. And each one of those things is like this big. I know. My question is, when does this come back? Because people are so tired of dumb apps and shit for their kids. Well, what you kids could do is play you with these mix, things again, you, man. Well, we have is, a theory that Gen X is starting to take over. And that's why you're seeing all these recreations of like He-Man and all these 80s toys are starting right. to come back. Nostalgia. Yeah, it's yeah. happening in China, too. The nostalgia element. Uh, that's mm-hmm. all they have that people are saying in China. All they have left is nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it seems like that's all we got here yeah because yeah. no, toys, here it's toys are terrible like i don't even know what toys are for kids anymore like they're nah, just... my son just oh. plays with action figures that's just, it like it, wwe it, it, no if you look them up they're just regurgitations and they're really garbage regurgitations just go to um toys are us whatever the toys are us and just browse through whatever the hell real fast whatever ava- what whatever's openly available they went bankrupt Toys R Us is out of biz, dog. No, they they were bought back. They were bought. Yeah, now Macy's has Macy's has Toys R Us now. Yeah, they were bought. Yeah, if you go into our Macy's, is a whole Toys R Us display. I was like, oh. What they wanted to do is they don't they didn't want to pay the pensions. Yeah. So that's what they actually did. They just fucked their employees. That's what they were actually doing. It's so different now though because, like, we all had like really cool cartoons to watch and then the toys came out so we wanted those our kids don't watch saturday morning cartoons like we all watched you know what i mean so they don't have anything that they want to actually play with they they're on youtube you know well Well, so what's interesting is that you woke up as a kid in the morning you woke up uh when your parents uh were sleeping in and you had access to the house for like a couple hours before yeah. they woke up, right? So you'd wake up, you'd go turn on the TV, you had free reign of the TV before mom and dad woke up and like, you know, fucked around in the house, did whatever they did. So you're watching these cartoons and like, you know, Turner knew that and he's putting on Cartoon Network shit in the morning and you're getting to watch all these fun things and you're getting in the habit of watching TV as a kid. And it, you know, it is marketing, but at the end of the day, there, there's something to that, like waking up as a kid, uh, you know, taking a piss right when you wake up as a little boy and then going in and watching fucking Ed, Ed and Eddie, you know yep. what I mean? And it's just epic. It, it, there's something that's so cool about that. And you can't recreate that. People try and recreate that uh, for the rest of their adult lives. And there's no recreating that stuff but that that experience is taken away from little kids man because they have a phone in their pocket constantly and everything's on demand there's no catching a program that you like on tv it's like yeah i'll watch that shit whenever i'm free somebody's in their admin panel i'm sorry sharing yeah my bad i uh i forgot that i was sharing (laughs) that's why i'm like we don't want to see accidentally something we're not supposed to well you know i don't do anything shady over here but yeah it's fun stuff um what was that uh wheels uh wheels of oh fortune. wheel of fortune did you guys see this <laughs> uh where'd it go you see it free tropical fruit okay free, oh here free... you go we'll end on this then <laughs> come on uh solve it or spin it or but do something quickly um, I'll spin it. okay 
Okay, what letter for you? I'll go with a G. No. Uh, Juliana, it's your turn. I'd like to solve the puzzle. Yeah. Fresh tropical fruit. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty bad. You know, when that happens, you're sitting That's our school system, America. But, you know, sometimes it's a word that just doesn't want to come into focus for you. It did for you. I mean, I didn't see it. I'm not going to lie. You didn't see the S? I, I really didn't, honestly. I was, like, trying to think what it could be. <laughs> so, shout out that girl. Oh, know. man. <laughs> All right. Yeah, man. I, I you know. know I was a solid C student. I still have fucking I'm 30 years, 32 years old. I still have nightmares that I failed high school. I literally was only able to pass my classes because I talked to my math teacher and I was like, can you please not fail me? Like, I'll fucking clean your room after school. I'll do whatever. I just I cannot fail this class. And I graduated uh, as a senior in algebra three, four, which is what most fucking sophomores take. Holy so shit. I'm not good at math, dude. Hmm. At the same time, who the fuck needs to know the Pythagorean theorem? I can do basic math very well, but, you know. Very true. Very right. true. Well, that's so. the biggest scam is is just they are teaching you nonsense that you're never going to use for the rest of your life. Right. But they don't teach you the basics. I did take actually classes on the basics, and my teacher taught us early on little things like doing your taxes, doing your doing your booking, like a bookkeeping, and... He also taught us how broken the education system is because he was explaining, you're going to this private school, but your parents are paying the equivalent of what the what the public pays per student. So at the time, it was $5,000 per student. So the public system in Puerto Rico was $5,000 too. But everybody in the public school system in Puerto Rico, the, the schools are falling apart. Today, in New York, in New York City, it's over $22,000. And it's what? one of the worst rated school systems in the country. It is mm. because of the teachers union that must be abolished completely. It is a pure evil entity designed to destroy education. And that's why over 2 million people didn't sign up. Like homeschooling is becoming mainstream. I've spoken to a, a man that's into homeschooling and like, I wish I could top of my head, could refer to them, but they are amazing. There's a bunch of new people coming and creating homeschooling systems to make it very viable through pods and such homeschooling is potentially the way for a lot of people moving forward. Mm. Yep. Yep. We're very close. School to choice. It, yeah. I believe yeah. in school yeah. choice because yeah. Yeah. they yeah. think it disparages poor people. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It gives them full power and choice. The rich people are already going wherever they want anyway. Exactly. So give poor people access to the exact same thing. Exactly. What, what the hell is the problem? That's the problem. Oh, disadvantaged children won't be able, like, what are you talking about? Like, do you just you just destroy the bad school? You have mm -hmm. to. They're right. going to get the funding to get your kid to the other school. The government's going to pay for the for the transportation of your child. Yep. A lot of it's with the food too. A lot of like one. Oh of the yeah, that's another thing. Why the hell teaching. is the food garbage? Yeah, but the reason they don't close steak, certain baby. days is because of certain kids need to get their meal that day. That's really why I will say that's the only thing uh, Obama's wife, Michelle did that everybody was like, yeah, that was a good thing to do. Like yeah. she was putting into making it much healthier and everything. So that was a good initiative and they, they destroyed it. I was like, why, why would mm -hmm. you destroy that initiative? And there should they had be to do something good with all that fucked up shit they were doing. Well, <laughs> then, they, then, in, then in 2020, they turned everything free. Yep. There was free mm -hmm. breakfast and free lunch for all students and 
you know, they're going to, I heard after this year, they're rescinding it. Um, they're you know, not they going to, they're, they, if they're stupid, they're not going, I mean, if they're smart, they're not going to, because we are experiencing more f- uh, wealth inequality than any other time in American history over uh, probably 180 million people are, in, are on food stamps. Yep. 180 million people are on food stamps. How many kids only sufficient meal comes from school? It's a, yeah. it's a big it's number. over 70 million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's sad. And yet, <laughs> you know, at the same time, we're, we're the richest country in the world, bitches. Yeah, oh, I was thinking like of billions of dollars over to a fucking scam war. But yet we, you know, and it's that Tupac line, you know, we got money for wars, but can't feed the poor. Yeah, it's so fucking true that like we they turn a blind eye to this shit when it's convenient. And, and, and when it boils down to it, who gives a fuck what's happening over there? We need to take care of the people here. You yeah. know, and it's like, it's just so disheartening when you look at it and you realize that there is things that can be done, but the people that are in control of the funds will not do what is necessary. Mm. Yeah, dude, I was laughing. I know we're wrapping up right now, but dude, I was just thinking like, you know how like uh, there's like the cartoons where three kids will like stand on top of each other's shoulders to dress up like a trench coat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like how many adults are going to try and pretend their kids to go and get like free lunch and shit? <laughs> it's kind of fucked up, but you know, I shouldn't be laughing about it. But yeah, man, this country's a joke right now. It absolutely is a fucking joke. Well, Our man. government sucks cock. Uh it's it's awful what's going on in this country right now. It's it's shameful, but hey, you know, cue the national anthem at the end of the keep episode. Watching here. MSNBC and listening to Rachel Maddow, a doctorate of journalism. Hey, you know, she's a she's a national hero, man. She's a clown. (laughs) (sighs) Just adding to the circus Clown in the clown world. But uh, remember, May 1st, uh, there's likely going to be a general strike. So I I fucking hope so. See how it goes. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Hopefully it goes better than the train union strike, though. The way the government shot that thing down. Well, well every fucking ad you're seeing on uh, YouTube and stuff is don't forget to pay those taxes. You know what I mean? Make sure you file your taxes. You, you got to make a sure a corporate that. citizen and you give us our money. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Fun stuff. All right, guys. This has been awesome. Well, thank you so much. Luis, let the people know where they can find you in, and Unconstitutional Awakening. Yes, on constitutionalawakening.com as well as we can. You can find us on, on Rumble. You can find us on BitChute. You can find us on Spotify because Apple Podcasts somehow blocked us in the United States. Get uh, out. We don't know yet. We said something controversial and Apple US just said, not for the Americans, but Canadians and everybody else, you know, you're all good <laughs> uh, for Apple Podcasts. So, yes, we're on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, we have over 160 episodes, I think, by now. It's, uh, it's been an incredible journey. Um, we have spoken to a, such a myriad of a beautiful human beings, and you want to listen and learn about somebody's life and their perspectives. It's what we work to achieve to learn about. That's great. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate you hopping on with us. It was wonderful. Thank you. Nico Rosie. What do we got going to upstate? Got a lot going on. A lot going on. We just started a YouTube channel. I'm still trying to figure all that up out. And we're going to upload some interviews and then a bunch of other types of content on there. But just yeah. the plethora of interviews and yeah. new guests, which is fun. A lot of interesting 
episodes coming up. So mm-hmm. yeah, you got. Yeah. I, I love the one with Whitney. Yeah, as always. I mean, every she's mm-hmm. awesome. She's just great. But yeah, yeah. You, that was a fun episode. Yeah, we was, love her. We Whitney some... Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's interesting, dude. She's pretty cool. Yeah. Really uh, yeah. So yeah, upstate on conventional. It's on all the platforms. Um, working on merchandise and all that stuff. So just be patient with us. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're gotta be one of those show. under construction signs. Yeah, exactly. Right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's at four oh four. It's better than four oh four. Just under construction. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the old JPEG ones where it's just a JPEG where you see the the, the colors change. Yeah, that's it. It's just across the bottom. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Thank Rye, you. what do you got going on? Uh, not a whole lot of new stuff, man. Just uh, still out here trying to put out new fun content and, uh, you know, merch and fun things like that. So just out here having fun, man. Dude, I am patiently waiting for my Illuminati shirt. It will be arriving either tomorrow or Illuminasty. Illuminasty, sorry, uh, Wednesday. And I'm like, cool, oh, man. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see. I actually ordered one myself. I'm expecting that any fucking minute here. I'm excited to see how it looks. I think they would approve it because they're nasty. I know, <laughs> you know, and it's uh, it's a shout out to the Garbage Pail Kid cards. It's a fun time. So, yeah, man. No, I appreciate that. And I'm just trying to work on I'm learning a new little, uh, you know, program to do all the merch and stuff. So it's fun, man. But uh, other than that, just just putting out content. So um, hopefully people enjoy it. One of the busiest men in the game. I'm trying, man. I'm trying to 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 get new shit out there. And I'm real appreciative to all the people that support the show very much. So uh other than that, man, um, nothing. But what's up with you over there? Great deception. Dude, it's been busy. I've been making the rounds lately, doing other people's shows. I got this week and then I'm taking a break for a little bit from making the rounds. And uh, but I did like I said last night, I did a awesome conversation on um we talked about harp a little bit and then we did electric universe with uh it was myself matthew smith from marvelous old world and then brandon thomas from expanding realities and uh dave zed from generation zed so that'll be on patreon later this week probably thursday or friday uh for all the patrons that's one of those that's going to be patron only unfortunately so if you want to go check it out patreon.com great deception podcast Guys, thank you so much. Stay strong and question everything.